All right, YouTube, y'all should be able to see the phone number, the access code, and the link is in the description if you want to join in. So my co-host Kwame Remiss, who had brought it to my attention, that somebody out there has the best evidence for God. So we had to get this brother on the show so that he could share that with us. And his name is Mind Made. Mind Made, are you here, sir? Yes, sir, bro. Can you give me like two minutes? I got you. Not even two so minutes. While he gets while he gets situated, I just want to remind everybody that this is a call-in show, so you can call in to participate. Anybody's welcome to call in. It don't matter if you agree or disagree with us. It's all about getting to the truth of things. So we value knowledge over belief. Maybe you don't. Who knows? Maybe you could change our mind. We are open to it. Only thing we ask is that you keep it respectful when you call in. We won't disrespect you, and you won't disrespect us. Cool? Cool. Also, this is an audio podcast, so in addition to watching on YouTube, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. You can use your smart speaker. You can listen on iTunes, um, Breaker, Spotify, all that good stuff. So I want to know what y'all think about um, what Ray Hagens was talking about. You know what I mean? Ray Hagens was very instrumental in my conversion from religion and belief, even though he's not an atheist himself. The way that he As an ex-preacher, he knows the Bible a lot, a lot more than most people do. Somebody who is from that religion rather than somebody who never been in it. Because, you know, everybody can see the flaws in some, some religion that they don't believe in. You know, the Christians think the Muslims are wrong and the Muslims think the Christians are wrong. But it's real hard to see the flaws in your own religion, you know? And Shanti, I see you backstage. Okay, okay, I got your message. She'll be All on. All right, I'm ready, bro. All right, so first question for you, bro. We always um, ask the people that come in, what do you believe and why do you believe it? Yeah, uh, I, I believe that God is the balanced masculine and feminine forces of all things that exist. Um, <clears throat> I believe that... Uh, we are all connected to that divine source. We were made in that image, male and female, which is the image of the most high God. And that's in Genesis 1 and 27. So that's what I believe. And I believe that because that is the uh, foundation of all the things I've seen and uh, came to understand in my life. So like everything that, you know, I can see around me, that that's in anything that I see, I can see God in it. So it's deep like that. Okay, so what about um a stillborn baby? Where's the God in that? What's the point of it? So God God is in all things that's life. God is that living, not the God of the dead. Say that one more time, uh, you broke up a little bit, I hear God is the God of the living, not the God of the dead. So when you have an understanding of how God works, you don't blame God for when certain things happen that's um, 
like it's so many different things that cause birth defects or cause kids to die at birth and things like that. And it's not always something that's in somebody control, but it's sometimes it's something that's in people control. Um, it could be something that the parents not doing right. It could be something that's going on with the health of the parent. It could be something that's going on with the fact that how the, the, the uh, pregnancy went. It could be how the doctors delivered the baby. It could be all type of different things that cause uh, babies to die. And it's not God's fault. Uh, things happen how it's supposed to. Uh, we um, don't understand how souls work either. Like when you come into this world, you, you're coming into this world uh, and you're giving a a journey in your in a path to unlock who you are. And if you unlock who you are, then you have access to this divine source that we are all connected to. Um, so before you get connected to that divine source, then you are not, you know, part of that, you know, that divine source or that connection that everybody else is, what that we supposed to be. So basically, correct me if I'm wrong, but basically what I hear you saying is, God is in all things unless those things are, are bad. So if they're bad, then God ain't got nothing to do with it, like death or uh, a stillborn baby or something, even if it's caused by something that the parent did. Or if it's not, it's just if it's negative, God ain't got nothing to do with it. But if it's positive, then God's all over it. And I'm asking, like, what's the justification for you knowing that? Because... I could say the opposite and how will we know which one is true? Like I could say God is responsible for all death, but he's not responsible for life. Now, now that I've said the opposite thing that you said, how do we determine which one of us is correct? Or how can you disprove what I just said? Well, so <clears throat> like I said already in the beginning, God is the balanced masculine and feminine forces of all things that exist. That includes good and evil, positive, negative energy. That includes uh right and wrong, um, all the different things that exist with God. That includes all of that. I mean, just just to make it more clear, um, because God is all of that, um, the balance of that or anything unbalanced is not of God. So that that means that when there is an unbalance, that is not of God. And God, uh, even if it's positive, if 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 it's just even if it's just positive alone. Um, that's the act and function of somebody doing something positive. That's still their free will to do so. You know what I'm saying? That's not God. That's them doing it. So I guess I don't understand when does God come into it? If everything is just free will and humans doing stuff, then how is God doing it? So if I win the lottery, was that God or was that just me being lucky? That was God. So if I get hit by a bus, was that God or is that just me being unlucky? That was God. Okay. Now we got some consistency. I will commend you on uh, bringing up something that I have not heard any religious person bring up before. And that's something that I always ask, why don't y'all bring this up? And that is one word, balance. Because if there's anything that we know about the universe that is mysterious, is that there's this need or or a force or whatever you want to call it that balances things out. You know what I mean? Atoms have to be balanced. If you, if you spray uh, air freshener into the room, the atoms will get equal distant apart in the process called diffusion. Everything just likes to be balanced. If it's not balanced, then it will balance itself out. It's called radioactivity. But I don't believe in a God and I, I don't have a problem, you know, believing in balance and not believing in a God. 
but I guess there's neither here nor there, but I just wanted to point that out, you know, commend you for, for at least touching on something that I never heard anybody touch on from the religious standpoint. But on to the topic of tonight's episode, you said that you had the best evidence for God, right? We ready for it. We want to hear it because if God exists, we want to know, you know, we want to know the truth. So the best evidence for God, you got the floor, sir. Yes, uh, the best evidence for God is Jesus. That's it? No, I mean, of course, it's, um, you know, going to seem like basic, but, you know, if you follow how Jesus moved, walked, and was, um, and you see the people that come, could, he had a balance. If you have the balance of the masculine and feminine forces in you, and you move with that balance, then you will actually unlock the the key and the way to be in this world, um, this divine uh, awakeness, this oneness uh, of mind, you feel me? So is your belief in God dependent on the existence of Jesus? For Let me no, ask you another way. No, if, no. You found, if you found out that Jesus didn't exist, would you, would you stop believing in God? No, because Jesus wasn't the start of God. God was the start of all things, and then Jesus was part of that process. So, let's say on a scale of one to ten, how confident are you that God exists? A hundred. And let's say hypothetically speaking, in some other universe, if you were to find some evidence that convinced you that Jesus actually did not exist, how far on that scale of one to 10, which would be in a hundred, how far on that scale would you, would you move as far as your confidence in God being real? If you found out tomorrow that Jesus didn't exist and you knew for a fact that he didn't exist, how far would that move your belief in God at, or, or if at all? Yeah, it, it wouldn't move it. Okay, so if the existence of Jesus wouldn't move your confidence in God existing, I guess I got to ask, what else is there that makes you believe in God? Because you said the best evidence was Jesus, but we could throw Jesus out the window hypothetically, and you still believe in God 100 out of 10. So what else is there that's giving you all this confidence besides Jesus? I mean, that's the thing. I know Jesus exists, so that's the thing. It's not. I mean, that's the evidence. Yeah, but I'm, I'm asking like a hypothetical. If we, if you found out that Jesus didn't exist, would that? I mean, would that make if I was confident? to find out, so, like, if I was to find out two plus two wasn't four, um, I guess I would be like, hold on, let me think about that. Hey, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Can y'all hear me? Peace. That's brother Kwame. Everybody, yeah, we can hear you. So let me fill you in, Kwame, on, on what happened while you was gone, just in case you uh, didn't hear. Uh, he said he believed in that God is the balance of all things, the feminine and masculine forces of the universe. And I asked him what was the best evidence for God, and he said it was Jesus. And I asked, then, and I asked, and I asked you, mind, was you a theist? You said no. So now you're saying that Jesus is the balance. How is a man a balance when he's not feminine either? 
But I don't yeah. want to um, overwhelm you. You know what I'm saying? We actually asked him one question already. So I'm trying to get to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, Mind you what guys. I, what I asked him was um, if Jesus, if we found out that Jesus didn't exist, like let's say hypothetically we invented time travel and somebody or time viewing rather, because there's all these grandfather paradoxes when you travel back to the past and all this stuff, you know, so you can affect the past and you might not exist if you do so. So let's just say we can see the past, not go there. Let's just say we have a machine that lets us see everything that happened in the past. And we go back to the time when Jesus was born to Nazareth and we try to view his life and we find out through this time viewing machine that Jesus actually didn't exist in this hypothetical scenario, would you still believe in God and why? That's what I want to know. Besides Jesus, what makes you believe in God? Because because you said that even if Jesus didn't exist, he would still believe in God. A uh, hundred, I said on a scale of one to ten, he said a hundred. So I'm I'm wondering what else is there that's giving you all this confidence if we remove Jesus from, from the equation? So whenever you're ready, Mame, you can answer that. Kwame, um, what do you think about it? Well, like I said, you know, like, I mean, you know, because we even said, I know he probably said, yeah, hey, Kwame agreed with me that, you know, that God could be the feminine, masculine and feminine balance of the universe and all this, all this yada, yada, yada. I said, the only reason why I agree with you is because we can actually, uh, it's demonstrable. You're, you're, you're actually presenting something that's demonstrable that I can observe, I can test, I can measure and all this other stuff. But when you start talking about mm-hmm. Jesus Christ and God incarnate, you know, saying creating, talking to people and getting pissed off because they ate an apple that he made and all this other shit. Now you lose me when you do that, because as atheists, as an atheist, we can observe nature. If you're saying that God is nature. OK, cool. We're not disputing that. But when you're saying that this God is outside of nature and he created nature, you got to ask yourself this one. Where did he how did he create nature? Where did he come from? See what I'm saying? To create this. Like, what did he have prior to himself to create nature in order to be the creator of nature, if that makes sense? So, mine is on you, bro. Okay, so first, to answer the brother question, um, if I found out two plus two wasn't, I mean, wasn't four, if I found that out, I would still wonder um, what two plus two was. So, with that being said, um, I would still recognize the Bible um, because even Jesus had the Torah too, because the Torah came before Jesus. So the original um, text from our ancestors, I would still hold tight to that, and that recognizes who God is still to this day. So, so basically, if you found out that Jesus didn't exist, you would just be a Jew instead of a Christian. No, I'd be, I'd be a child of God. Well, technically, if if God exists, we would all be child of, child of God, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, you find out, you would look at the time viewing machine, and you saw in the past, and you find out, whoa, Jesus didn't exist. They made him up from the life of a whole bunch of other people. They just meshed these lives together, and made this new character, this Johnny Come Lately, and named him Jesus Christ. He never was a real person. And now, if if hypothetically. If you came to know that as a fact, you say you still believe in God because of the the Jewish Torah. But what about all the other uh, religious books? You know, the Torah wasn't the only religion out there. You got the Zoroastrians, 
You got the Hindu Vedas. And most of the stuff in the Old Testament, I don't know if y'all haven't read it or not, but it, it don't speak too too good about God. God, you know, he killing everybody. He smiting everybody. He he uh, says it's okay to have slaves, get your slaves from the, the heathens around you, all this stuff. So, I mean, if I was going back then, that, that wouldn't be the type of religion that I would want to, you know, probably be a part of. But I mean, that's that's your that's your prerogative. You got the right to choose whatever religion you want to choose. Did, did he leave? Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> oh man, see that okay, 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 cool, cool. Hey, mine. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, brother. When you when he you back. talk when you talk about natural things and you're equating natural things as God, I'm with you on that. As an atheist, but as well, that's why I asked you, was you a theist? But when you, but here's a, but hold on, the Quayley. thing about that is, go ahead. No, I was gonna say Quayley, but when he's when you're talking to my host, my my, my main host Quayley, you're trying to you're you're coming off as a theist to us as atheists when we're, we're like if you're saying well God is universe or the, or everything in creation or whatever, we can't debunk creation. But when you start talking about this God as an individual that speaks to people and shit like that, that's where you lose us. That's where our skepticism comes in. At. Thank you, baby. Go ahead, Mar. What, got... what, what loses me when they, when they when people try to equate God to natural things, I guess I just don't understand why you do that. You know what I mean? Because that, if that's the case that's equivalent to saying God don't exist because we know the universe exists. Like we know nature is real. It, whatever you want to define real as like, we all agree that the sky appears to be this, this hue that we call blue. You know, we all agree on that. So we can pretty much say that that's a fact that the sky appears to be blue from where we're standing most of the time of the day. But when you say that because the sky is blue, God, that's where you lose me, you know what I'm saying? Because like and, that and, don't equate know, to me. And clearly, not only that, man. That, that's why I was saying, like, when he's talking about any things that are in a tangible nature that that's demonstrable, I, I can be in agreement with him because I'm basically my my logical mind is analyzing, like, oh, he's talking about something in nature. He's talking about something like a tree could be God, like to him, you know what I'm saying? So I can't debunk a tree. If it's God to him. So that's why I'm trying. That's why like earlier when we had like a little pre discussion before the show, I was like, bro, when you talk like that, we say, oh, God is God is in everything. Oh, he's a tree. OK, I'm not going to I can't discredit you for that. But when you start talking about this guy saying what people want to do and all this stuff, that's where you lose me. You know what I'm saying? As a, you know, what I'm saying as a person that's a skeptic, you know, what I'm saying or atheist, whatever you want to call me. Uh, Sheeta, do you have anything to say on this topic? I know mine probably busy because mine is a busy brother. He got that little radio show he's doing, so so I already know. She said um she said she was she was kind of doing something in the background, but she was listening in and she gonna chime in when she when she get through doing what she's doing. Okay, mine, uh what what you got to respond to Quayley? You know what I'm saying? like I said, I I bought you to a like I told you, I said I brought you to an OG, Quayley Cushman. I told you when you come on this show, you're gonna be challenged, bro. So go ahead. My mate, are you there? Yeah, yeah, so, bro, first off, God made the laws. God made all of that. 
you uh I don't know why people get away from the understanding that like the God created the divine order of all things that exist. So once you step out of that order, that's on you. So it don't really matter what you believe or not. You know what I'm saying? So you go see, you know, firsthand the evidence of God because every all thing all God put in, in all these actions that everybody discovered is right here in our face. Like every uh, every action has a reaction. That concept comes from God. God created that. So. You know, we can act like we creating shit, but God already created it before we put a name on it. How you know that? Be because we wouldn't be able to put a name on it if it didn't exist. So anything that exists had to be created? That's what you think? Yeah. So where who created God? God well, exists. No, no, you you right. You right. And that's why I, I, would, I would like to say that anything outside of God was created. So God, that's so that's called special pleading, and you saying basically, no, no, heads I lose, heads I win, tails you lose. <laughs> you saying no, heads I win, tails you lose. God. If I'm saying everything, comes I, I from get God, you. That's different. Yeah, you saying everything comes from God, but I asked you. I said anything that exists has to be created, and you said yeah. So we can rewind. We can go back. So anything that exists has to be created. Is that what you're saying? No, no, nah, you you're right. It, I was thinking you was talking about energy. And energy, and, and, and energy can't be created, and that's that was my fault for saying that. Okay, so we can go to that point. Energy, if energy can't be created, then how could God create it? No, no, God has always existed, and God didn't create energy. God created the things that's physical that God put the, God's energy into. So God's energy is the balanced masculine, feminine energy, and that energy is put into all things that we see in the physical realm. So the physical, everything in the physical realm was created by God, but the, everything that is like you know that functions in the physical realm is functioning through the energy that the Most High God is giving it. So without the Most High God, it wouldn't have the energy that it has. So I guess I would ask you: uh, Is there anything that exists that is not physical? Yes, the Most High God. So the Most High God is the only thing that exists that is not physical, correct? Well, everything that comes from the Most High God that is like, uh, like for example, the uh, the the balanced masculine, feminine energies that come from God. For example, um, we got separate energies like jealousy, love, hate, compassion, all these different you know energies that work, and they got certain energies. They either feminine or masculine and you know they all come from the most high god god is the balance of them though so god has a balance of them all so all of them is coming from the most high god and they're not physical uh you know energies they they are you know still coming from the most high god they are separate energies that are coming from god so you just like you got positive and then you got negative energy that's coming from the most high god so but god is the balance of that positive and negative but when you get it onto the earth certain things take shape in the form of these different energies that come from God, whether it's masculine or feminine, just like us as humans. We were made in the creation aspect as man, and women were made in the feminine aspect from man, and that's why women come out with the feminine quality body image of God, and men come out with the masculine quality body of the image of God. So the image of God is still the male and female, but is based upon the actual content of what God was acting in as God was creating what it was what God was creating. 
at each time. So yeah. And what energy guy was working in, acting in. So Okay. Uh, I'm a I'm a little I'm a little I'm a little lost. I might call me if you want to come in, you come in because I got a little confused. Cause when I when I use words, I tend to use the textbook definition. And you threw me off when you started calling jealousy energy and all that stuff because that's not what energy means. You know, energy, the textbook definition is the ability to do work. But then you said uh, something about woman coming from man, and that threw me off too because I don't really believe in Adam and Eve. Matter of fact, I know for a fact that there was never a time where there was only one man and one woman on the planet Earth. Rather, humans evolved over a period of about six million years through evolution. Well, you said woman came from man. Well, yeah, that's a whole different concept, yeah. though. So, but that's not that's so not even, how it worked. <laughs> no, so hold on. Well, so, so the first the first thing you said, uh, the first thing you said was uh jealousy. Jealousy is a concept that is mm-hmm. something that we feel, and that's an energy that we feel that's inside of us that already exists, and it comes from the Most High God, and we don't understand it correctly. So sometimes it comes off as is a bad thing. And it, and but, it can be used Real quick, man. Don't you think that's a, like a kind of like a social construct, though? Like jealousy, envy. Well, you, however you want to take that's kind of That's kind of like a social construct that humans create. I mean, I'm only giving you the understanding that, you know, okay, okay, that I have. And that okay, understanding comes from God. All right, go ahead, bro. All right, so yeah, so what I was just saying, like, once you have a balance of these understandings, then you recognize, like, jealousy is a defense mechanism to help you understand what something is going on that you do not agree with. That's not okay for you or make you feel like you're not being appreciated or something like that in that concept. So uh, then the next thing that you were saying, though, um, with Adam and Eve, uh, the creation story in the Genesis is actually way much older than what it seems to be. It comes from the ancient Sumerian text and in the ancient Sumerian text, it has a, a, a different story, but it's a little bit more detailed. And in that story that was written, the uh, the Adonaki did come, the Elohim, however you want to put it, that's just the concept that they called God at that time, came um, to this planet from however they want, however you want to put it, but from the, the different studies I've done throughout different cultures and different understandings, there was a energy that existed, Elohim, that came to this planet and the different energies that came with, with, this, with this divine source, this most high God, worked onto the lens, like the different forces, like water, fire, air, fire. everything that you th- can think of all worked through these different concepts. How do, how do you know it was Elohim? How do you know it was Elohim? Oh, no, well, you, the concept is uh, the many gods. So Elohim is a, is a term for many gods. No, so but I thought there was think. only one God according to the scriptures. No, but that's the thing. That's, that's why I said I understand it differently than what the text is saying. So it's like it is only one God because the text that the Sumerian text is, is referencing the different aspects of the Most High God, but the Most High God is still one entity, the, 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 the duality, which is the balanced masculine and feminine forces. So that duality is plural, but the concept of that is balanced. So that's coming from a whole different concept. But the different energies that came down that worked onto the earth, they got they it was like a it was a whole concept of that. But in the physical concept of it, it there was a uh some members of the, something called the Igigi coming from some people called the Anunnaki. And they end up 
revolting against the Anunnaki because they didn't want to work on the land. And then... So, uh, so how do you feel about the theistic version of God? Well, let, you, let me get the, let me get. Let all me right, get go, the, go ahead, go ahead, bro. Question. Yeah, let go me get ahead, the bro. brother question answered though. So, like, it, it when it came when it came down to it, they revolted. Allah was one of the members of the Igigi, and he revolted against the Anunnaki, and was uh, he lost, and he will him and the people that were, uh, you know, the other Igigi members that were uh, part of them, them deities, them gods, the lower gods. They were sacrificed to bring forth the first humans, and they they were made. Uh, it was the womb goddess in in Lil or Inki, and um, he actually what what happened was they created uh, seven female and seven male human beings, and what they did was uh, they had them work on the land, and when they what, what happened was they said okay they cut they needed more of them, and they also seen that they couldn't procreate. So what they did was they took the DNA from these from these fourteen male and female um, entities and created what you would call the woman. The woman what what came came from them um, from the DNA. And if you look in the story of Genesis, mankind was created in Genesis chapter one, and then woman was created. Mankind, not just one person, mankind was created in Genesis chapter one. Uh, verse 27 and then uh in genesis chapter 2 then woman was formed uh from the man uh, from the dna of the man from the cells of the man so when it comes to that then we can recognize that the story is matched up equally so the woman comes from the man and then also women cannot produce the white they cannot pass down the white chromosome so a woman can never produce a man at all that's biological so um, I have to strongly disagree with you on that. First of all, um, I'm reading Genesis chapter 1, 27. It says, and male and female, he created them. So I'm going to have to um, disagree with you on that point. And two. No, 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 no. What you talking about, bro? How is that disagreeing? I'm reading right now. It's um, the New International Version. I'm, I'm reading from the Bible. I'm not... um. I'm not no, telling I'm you what I believe. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Mine, mine. Let him talk like we do on your show. No, 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 I'm, bro. No, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how. Is, I'm asking him like, how was what? Okay. How is that I'm gonna explain to you what I'm saying. Yeah. Because you said you said that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you said that God in Genesis chapter one twenty seven said He created mankind, and then later on He created the yeah. woman. But I'm reading. I'm reading in Genesis chapter one twenty seven, male and female He created them. So that's why I say I have to disagree with you on that because the Bible disagrees with you on that. And then furthermore, I want to know when did it change? So because right now, um, I, I ain't never known a you man to give birth. I only known women to give birth to, to men, not the other way around. So I'm asking when did it change? When did women all of a sudden start creating men? If that was the way that it started out was man creating woman. When did it flip over and why, why didn't we read about that in our history books? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got your mind. Go yeah, ahead, yes, bro. Okay, okay, bet. So this is what I want to do. Um, I'm about to read this to you because I I'm about to show you what I'm talking about. Um, because sometimes you got to study stuff. Um, so when you in the original Hebrew text, the word that's used in Genesis one twenty seven, it says, "So God created man." And the word "man" that's used right there is the word uh, it's H two. I mean, I'm sorry, it's H one two zero. If you want to look it up in the concordance, it's the word Adam. And this word right here means mankind, human beings. 
mankind. And then listen, this is another part. So we have to understand this as well. This this uh mankind that's being created is is this this is Adam being created right here. And it says that God made mankind in his own image, in the image of God created him, he him, male and female, he created he them, meaning that God created mankind in the image of God. And what image did God create mankind in? The image that God created mankind in was male and female because that's the image of God. And that image is male and female, which is the masculine and feminine forces I was speaking of. That's all it is. So when you recognize that the image of God is the masculine and feminine forces, then you recognize that God made mankind in that image, male and female first. Now, this is the dope part about it. When you actually look into science, then you can you can kind of get the concept of there was a possibility that, yeah, at one point in time, man probably did had a X XY chromosome. And if they had XXY chromosomes, then that means that they actually could have been um, male and female, at the, like with the, the masculine, with masculine and feminine qualities in one person. And then so, when they actually, when God, no, no, listen, listen. And when God actually mm -hmm. took the cell and took the DNA or took so, the X. Okay, okay, so my, you so this is what you Hold on, let me, hold on, let me, hold on, hold on, let me, go ahead, go ahead, bro. Let me lend it. If you can let him finish, let him finish. If God took the if if the original chromosome set was XXY and the, and the, the mankind that was created their chromosome set was XXY and God took the one of the X's created the woman and when they procreated they started to create the either the XY or the XX that we see today which is man being XY and women being XY uh, XX so and then today women cannot produce the uh, cannot pass down the Y chromosome so they can never produce a boy by themselves without a man. So it will not be possible for a man to come from, um, out of a woman without another man. So that's all that is. So what I'm getting from that is Adam is a hermaphrodite. Oh, uh, no, that's that's what you just said. Like, But I'm saying like that uh, Adam most likely... Well, I'm going to ask... Hold on, man. Let me ask you a question. Does everybody that ever existed on Earth have a navel? Bro, I don't know, bro. What you mean? Like, if you good answer. Have, good answer. If you have everybody that was created on Earth should have a navel, right? If you come from, if you, if you, if you're a human, you should have a navel, right? I mean, that should be there. You should, yeah. Right. Adam has a navel. Where did he come from? Mm -hmm. Well, apparently he don't have a navel and he's a hermaphrodite. Can you hear me? So so we learn the things. Oh, I can hear you now. Yeah, we can hear you. Go, okay, go ahead, man. So, so, all right, so uh, ask your question one more time so I can ask it, right? So everybody on Earth has a navel. So oh yeah, that was Adam, your question. That was your question. Yeah, remember, yeah. Okay, so Adam no, is the no. only one that you know that does not have yeah, a no. navel, bro. No, no, no. First off, uh, you do not have any picture of Adam's belly button. So uh, actually, we do. Actually, we oh, no, have don't, pictures brother. of Adam. We have, bro. It's, okay. it's an artist <laughs> rendering. Yeah, I, okay, I get I you. Mine, look, I, as an honest this, brother, uh, no, of the no, be real. Ding, bro, ding, 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 ding. One at a time. 
All right, my bad. If you had a picture, if you had a picture of Adam uh, in his belly button, bro, why do we argue about religion at all at this point? Right. This is, this, this Adam, <laughs> we don't have. Bro, a we wonder that Adam. every. We wonder, we wonder that every day. Why do we? Why are we still talking about this? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. He said he got a whole picture of Adam. Like, if, if, okay, let me ask. Let me jump in bro, right quick. If, if, if that's your criteria for evidence, you got, you say that we got a picture. Then while we talk about it, then where? How did you no, find out the DNA he's, that bro, he got an XY listen, chromosome and all said, that? Because the Bible don't say nothing about no chromosome. No, that. I'm not that saying you put that. That's not. That's not what I'm saying, bro. What I'm saying I just brought out just uh biological understanding. Well, what I'm saying is this: He just said he has a whole picture. Like I don't know if he got a Kodak picture or. If it's a, uh, if it's I, like, I believe in his, in his defense, in his defense, I believe he's talking about paintings. Whenever, Adam okay, is there you go. Okay, but he doesn't have a, whenever actual. Adam is depicted, he has a name. Right. Well, you know, the camera ignorant. didn't even exist. Somebody then, ignorant. So. Somebody, so, okay, somebody ignorant to, to not understand how the creation story of Adam worked and to understand that if Adam was created in that way, he most likely wouldn't have been born with a, a belly button. Right. Or made with a belly so button. This, this, this is what you need to ask yourself too. If Adam, this Adam character, did not have a navel, and this woman, woman, had a navel, where did he come? Who, from? who says she had one? See them. That, that's exactly. So that exactly. If Adam <laughs> and Eve, did, hold on, check this out. If Adam and Eve did not have a navel, who are we created by? If nobody has a name, the why most we... high God, bro. So, so, so the okay, most high so God. Okay, let me so he... explain what I just Hold said. Hold on, time out, time out. Eve and Adam time out, had kids. Time out, mine, okay, go mine, ahead. mine. If this most high God created two people with no evil, why the fuck do we have a neighbor and where did they come from? That's my thing. Uh, okay, no. So let's, let's make this make sense. So now, Adam, mankind, were a group of uh, men who came and they originally had the XXY chromosomes. This is, they, this is my theory. Hold on, listen, this is my theory that I'm tossing out there that I just want you to, let, that we about to make sense of based on what you're talking about. So what I'm saying is Adam, which is mankind, was a group of men who had um, XXY chromosomes. And what happened was, they were uh hold on, hold on, male you said that group? On, listen listen right, listen go go bro because you said a group they were of male listen listen they were of male and female um uh you know concepts and they they were like that's why today you might have men that say they was born like thinking they women though they were just born more feminine than masculine and you man that's bullshit you don't have, okay that's fine you got that's born more masculine than feminine and then you also have a balance in between the both that you supposed to have if you are a human being in general. Now, women were created from them and they are the balance of the both and they are a woman, a whole separate entity. And they, they was, woman was created separately. No belly buttons or none of that because they wasn't created through the process that we about to talk about when God took the X from the man to create the woman and then the woman was the ex, and then you actually had the the man who would actually sleep with this woman now. And okay, now when my, they sleep with time out. Hold on, hold on, listen, hold on. Can you take, can you take, a, can you take a time out? I flag you. on the play right quick. No, listen. No, all right, bro. All right, bro. Because I gotta ask you about. Okay, go ahead. Last, last, let me let me just land it. When the when they at the end, when they actually sleep together now, they produce these kids 
that's either XX or XY, and they get this process that we see today where they come through the mother and grow in the mother, and then they get produced, and when they come out, they got the umbilical cord, and they, you know what I'm saying? And, the, uh, you know, they got all they, you know, uh, the afterbirth and everything, so, you know. So that's that's, that that's true for that's true for humans and that's true for all other mammals. That's true for uh elephants and whales because they they give birth the same way humans do, you know. So if it's true for it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Because the Bible don't say nothing about that, you know. I mean, you did say that this was your own theory, you know. I give you credit to that. But you know, when I'm reading the Bible, I, and I want everybody else to to take the time to open up their Bibles or go to uh, BibleGateway.com. And type in Genesis 1 and 27 and tell me what what do y'all get out of that? Do y'all agree that Adam was a hermaphrodite or does the Bible simply create mankind twice? No, that don't mean that's what I get. No, but, but see, the thing no, is, X, X, no, 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 I'm, I'm being, I'm being no, facetious. No, no. I'm being facetious X, with no, no. the hermaphrodite. XXY X, 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 chromosome set don't make you a hermaphrodite. Actually, it does. But you, that's that way, the way you no, said it. it. Not, the way it you said not. it. Bro, you can look, the way up, you you can said look it up right now. People that's born with XXY chromosomes are not hermaphrodites, bro. Yeah. So, I, got a, I, got, be, I got a cousin that is. It might be some yeah, people that look, consider hermaphrodites look, that might have that, that, that structure, but that structure itself does not mean that you are a hermaphrodite. You could, you could be a, a whole man and have a XXY chromosome that's not why I was saying I was saying that I was saying hermaphrodite because the way you described it, you said that God made Adam. He didn't make a woman. He made Adam. And then you said he made mankind, yeah, a mankind. group of mankind, made, male yeah. and female. Right. But, he made but, mankind, male and female. And that's in Genesis 1 and 27. He made mankind in the image of God. So, so in, the in image order, of himself. So, and his, so okay. And the image that God, God made man in was All right, so man, man, so so right now we got nine months of gestation, right? We got the uh, gestation period when it comes to pregnancy, right? So Adam and Eve were created from where? If you can basically uh, tell the audience that uh, the thousand people that's watching, Adam and Eve was created from where? Because you have to have nine months of gestation or no, three. Okay, so you got three trimesters. You got nine months of gestation. Adam and Eve came from where? They just came from dirt and a rib? That was you saying? Well, according to the Bible, we can't hear you, mind, if you're talking, you, you are muted. Oh, okay. No, according no, no. to the Bible, that so, is what it say. So, so now... Uh, I don't know what you was trying to say, but yes, the Most High God created mankind in the from, image of you know from the, where? The Most High God. That's what I'm asking you. That's why I'm asking. That's why I've been wanting to ask you. Because like I said, trying, like I said, my, hold on, mine, hold on, mine. Let me speak. Like when I'm when I'm in, when I'm in your <laughs> so, life. No, time out, mine. Time out, mine. Don't do that. Because you know when I'm in when I'm in your lives, I respect your life. I respect your your channel. But when you now you're over here at the atheist church. We gotta ask these questions. So, so you saying that a man came from dirt, fully grown human being? A woman came from a rib of that dirt, fully grown, no navel. How was they created? Okay, so, okay, so even though you just said it. Uh, Adam was created from the dust of the ground and 
Eve was created from the Salah of Adam, which is the rib, which it actually means uh, cell chambers or or cells. Uh, and but that it, means, but it said God cut Adam open. He put him to sleep. He, he gave he gave him a roofie. Put him to sleep. Gave him one. He didn't give him a roofie. It's something. Look, nigga, you look, mine. You cannot come to my house and put me to sleep and not take my kidney out. And I mean, I feel it, bro. Come on. <laughs> no, he just told, he caused him to fall into a deep sleep. Okay. Did, okay, so how did God do that? God do that. Uh, uh, divine does not tell you how he did it. He he can't tell you because it's against the law. Okay. Okay. We joking, man. We joking. But <laughs> no, I mean, I get it. I get the joke because you know he, you know Bill Cosby tip. But yeah, yeah. No, no. But no, but tell no, me, tell me, me uh, what, uh, what points you trying to make or what, what question you got? Like, okay, so the point I'm trying to make is if both were not made from any X Y or X Y. Yeah, I, I do. Hold on one second. Let me, pull, let me unplug real quick. I want to uh, get jump off subject, Kwame. You gonna come right back in with what you was about yeah, to say? I'm, 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 I'm gonna just make a, a tangent right quick about something that was said. Hold on, because uh, this shit kind of irks irks me, man. And 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 I don't know why people believe that, man. But mine, I hope you don't believe that. But let me know if you do. And like I said, this is off subject. We're no, gonna let Kwame you know come I back in and get us back on track. But I want to know, and I want to know why why people believe that. That somebody can be born thinking they're a man or thinking they're a woman. Y'all actually believe that stuff? Y'all, y'all think that people uh, can be born a woman in a yeah, man's no, body? No, 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 like, no, 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 not, no, not, uh, no, no, that's, no, that's, that's, I think you misunderstood what I was saying. No, okay, not born believing that you were a man or a woman, but when you got people that like that, that think that shit, is that they they could possibly have been born more in touch with their feminine side, and then when they around women often. And they they might be raised by women and shit. It make it more of a more. Of a, yeah, but that's 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 not um that's not the same thing. Though, you know what I'm saying? Hurts to uh, that's if no, it's, it comes down to uh, yeah, it comes down to like they call it nature versus nurture. Are you born like this or was you bred to be like this? You know what I'm saying? And I think it's a hundred percent nurture. I don't think nobody's born. Show me a child that's thinking about sexual orientation, and I'll tell you a child that's born gay or straight. I don't, kids don't come out thinking about that. It's all the stuff that we got to learn through our lives. But I just want to throw that off because that shit, it, it, it bothers me when people say, I'm a man trapped in a woman's body. I'm a woman. No, you the fuck you ain't. You just gay as hell. But anyway, Kwame, uh, close on you, bro. Kwame, you there? Yeah, tap in, bro. I'm going uh, to tap out in about 10 minutes. Uh, call me. I can't hear you, sir. He must have stepped away. All right, mine. Since you about to uh, check out, I still want to um, get to the bottom of this evidence for God thing, okay? Because you're on the line with a, a two atheists right now, and you got the, the chance to convert us into believers, you know what I mean? So if you, um, I guess, I don't know if you do or not, but if you care if other people find the grace of God and make it to the happy kingdom, in the afterlife, you got a chance right now to convert two non-believers who don't believe in God and present your best evidence. Now, you said it was Jesus. So I don't believe Jesus actually existed. You know what I mean? And I don't like to just blatantly tell people, you know, Jesus didn't exist because they don't they don't accept that. Well, 
So basically, hey, I, I take you out of path I, that I went down. Ask you like questions like, when was Jesus born? For example, what year was he born? That none of none of that disproves God. But uh, did you want me to like? Because first off, uh, the thing is, everybody believes in God. The problem is, uh, you said what? Not me. Okay, no, I mean that's the thing. But but everybody believes in God. But uh, a lot of people are in denial. Um, and so what what happens is they try their hardest to prove God wrong, and it's like so easy to understand that you can't prove God wrong. So it's just that they get stuck in this whole well prove that God right type of concept, and it's like you don't have to because like they already know that God is you know what I'm saying. So it's like when I say that God is the balance, balance and the feminine forces of all things that exist, people know that's true. And so what happens is they can't deny that or argue that. That's why brother Kwame. Yesterday he was saying he said, bro, he's like, bro, if you if you believe that you know God is the you know the balanced masculine feminine forces of, of all things that exist, though I can't I can't deny that I ain't even gonna lie to you. I, I can say that I can say that's God. You, you know what I'm saying? And so if he that means he he's not an atheist because he's smart, he can believe it. And even atheists, no, but the thing is, a lot of atheists become agnostic because they start they don't even want to call themselves atheists because they like okay, well, damn. There, if, even if you study the Big Bang, it, it points toward a, a source of creation that existed before it. And that source of, uh, of creation has always existed. And that that is God, that energy, that divine balance, masculine, feminine forces, that, that God energy has always been here. And it all has right. expanded itself all the way into what we see today. So basically, um, I'm going to have to push back a little bit because you said that Smart people call themselves agnostic. No, dumb, uh, scared people call themselves agnostic because they, they too scared to say that God don't exist because they're trying to hold, it's like a Pascal's wager type of thing. They're trying to hold some space. But just in case there is a God that nobody discovered on another planet somewhere, we, we don't, we ain't going to say he don't exist. But an agnostic and an atheist is really the same thing if you look at the definition. An atheist lacks belief and so does an agnostic. They, let, they don't actively believe that there is a God. So an agnostic and an atheist is not that far off. But secondly, you said something about the Big Bang. The Big Bang does not describe a creation event. It describes an expansion of Event. It don't say where this this um thing that expanded came from, or if it came. We don't know if the universe always existed. Did it come into existence? The answer to that question is we don't know. So that that's not an argument for God saying that there's a creation. And if anybody uses that as argument for God, that's how you know they're scientifically illiterate and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So uh, then you say that Kwame was an atheist and it wasn't an atheist because he said he agreed with you. But I'm I'm telling you right now, I had many conversations with Kwame. We on the air together like this every week and when he said he agreed with you he's saying that what you're talking about exists the balance i told you that when you got on here that what you're talking about exists that balance does exist now if you want to call that god if that's what you're calling god then i'm not an atheist but you take it a step further you say jesus the bible and all this extra shit now i'm an atheist because i don't believe that stuff so you say god is quality cush pinky toe well, guess what? I'm not an atheist because I believe in my pinky toe. If that's how you want to define God, then I'm not an atheist. But when we say we're atheists, we're talking about in the most common sense that people say God. When they talk about the creator of the universe, we do not believe in that. I don't see a need for a universe to have been created. And like I said, again, the Big Bang does not describe a creation event. It only describes okay. the expansion. So I, I I, think I can I can help you all right here. So uh, Red Pill, you there? All right. I think so he's still 
All right, bet. So let me say this real quick then. You just said that if God is the balanced masculine feminine forces of all things that exist, you're not an atheist because that's God. Bet. Cool. Let's keep that. Boom. Now, you said evidence. Boom. Kwame say he's God and he God he, God is within him. Boom. That same thing Jesus said. Boom. That's the only reason why I said that, you know, that that's that's the the evidence is Jesus. But hey, Kwame said he's the evidence. We he can use himself as evidence, and I let him use himself as evidence that God exists. So we got evidence How's that it? God exists through Kwame. So now that's that's evidence that God exists without using Jesus. But I tried to give you a, a, a different one, but you didn't want it. And so now, wait, 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 but now we have to recognize that if if you and Kwame both agree that God is the balanced masculine feminine forces of all things that exist, then we can recognize that as the source. And even Jesus said, I come in my father. Uh, hold on. I got to cut you off, bro, because I think you I think you misheard what was said. I didn't say that I agree that God was that. I said, I agree that this balance exists. And if you want to call that God, then okay, I believe in your God because you choose to call something that already exists a God. Just like I made the analogy, if you want to call my pinky toe God, my pinky toe exists. It's real. I can touch it. So if you want to call my pinky toe God, I don't choose to do that. But if you want to call my pinky toe God, then I believe in the God that you believe in because I believe in my pinky toe. So if you want to say balance in the universe is God, then cool. But balance can't create something. And then you talk about Jesus. You don't know that Jesus said that. All you got is a book that said Jesus said that. You're using hearsay, which is not even admissible in the court of law. So I don't see how it can be admissible in the cosmic realm of truth in the universe. But Kwame, uh, you ready? I heard you trying to interject if you want to come in. Um, you, um, um, mine, yeah, yeah, because I agree with you on what you were talking about, the uh, masculine and feminine forces of the universe being God. I didn't agree with you, but however, when you try to add human attributes to this God you're talking about, that's what pulls me back. Like, bro, I was with you until you saying God said this and this God said that and he wants us to do this and he got pissed off behind an apple and a snake. And I'm like, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, if you want to, like he said, if you want to call a tree God, you want to call my fireplace God, you want to call my whatever, my car God, yeah, we can't dispute that. We're talking about things we can't, we're talking about things that y'all can't prove that we can dispute because the only thing the only reason why we can dispute it is because it does not exist so his pinky toe quaily's pinky toe exists it didn't get shot off in the harlem nights it's still there so mine you got to understand when you're saying my hold on when you're saying these things, he's a balance and maximum and feminine force. And then you start going to saying, well, God said the Mohai want us to do this. Now that's where you lose people. You got to understand, bro, what you're saying, you actually lose people. You confuse people. Because and I'm going to have to, I have to uh, ahead, say bro. that need to do a little bit more research because I give you a, another uh, point for doing some research because most uh, believers don't do any. They just know their Bible. But at least you research the original text. So you can... That, you that's got why the I said, Quayle, he's not a theist. He's really not a theist. Like, I thought he was a theist, but he's not. If you got sense enough to research the original text in the original language, then you need to research when these later texts was written and by whom. Because when you do that, you will find out that most of that stuff that Jesus said... 
He didn't fucking say it. They just added that shit in like the year 450 or some shit to make it seem like Jesus said the shit. But how the fuck would they know 400 years later what Jesus said? Hey, mine. I so, told you. I told you. Hearing out the other man. I don't want to care nothing about what Jesus said unless you can prove that he said it, and you can't. So that so, can't be proof of God. Mine. I could say I could. Say Jesus didn't say none of that, and the Bible is fake because I got a I got a holy book that was written two years before every book in the Bible, and it says the opposite that the Bible says. So which book you gonna believe? If all we got is the book, then it's just hearsay. You need extra biblical evidence. That's what. We come into science with DNA and fossil records and all that, which blatantly disproves every story in the Bible when you do that. So, you know what I'm saying? In mind, uh, in mind, hold on, Quayle. Evidence for God. Yeah, mind, I told you, you thought I, when I was a part of the Armour Ross squad, uh, Team Osiris, Quayle Kush was your worst. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not I'm saying it because we boys. But Quayle, bro, I got worst, muted. Hold on, hold, hold on Quayle Kush is your worst nightmare, bro. On, <laughs> I, that's why I brought you onto this show because I uh, look Tazaria won't even come on Quayle Kush show. Well, when I mentioned Tazaria, he said, "What platform we on?" Tazaria back down. I got Tazaria's phone number right now. Tazaria would not come on Quayle Kush's live because because Kush exposed them. So when I told Tazaria, "Hey, we on Quayle Kush, we on uh, Atheist Church." Quayle, um Tazaria back down. I'm not just saying it because. I'm not riding, dick riding or anything. But I'm just saying, bro, that's what made me come more into my atheism because of this man. And I even told him in a, in a text message like a couple of years ago, hey, bro, the reason why I'm an atheist is because of you, because I watched your shit. Because I was still on the fence. Mind, you're on the fence. Yes, you got sense. You're not a theist. And I'm proud of you for not being a theist. But, bro, you're giving credibility to theism versus your own original divinity. That's why we don't understand. You give it credit. Shanti, you go ahead, go ahead, man. I'm gonna mute my mic. You are mute, Shanti. You can speak. Hold on, hold on one second, Quayle. But but that's what I'm saying. Mind you, a smart ass fucking dude, and I'm telling you that on our show, you a you a genius. That's why I gave you credibility for the look, Quayle Kush. Like you, you can you hear me, Quayle? Can you hear me? Yes, this, sir. This brother right here, my man. He 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 had the Hebrews running. This brother can make a Hebrew Israelite run from his show. I've been on this brother's show. He had the Hebrews running, bro. Mind Made Radio, subscribe to him. But this brother has, I don't still understand. Like, bro, you got the Hebrews running to Zaria. He had to Zaria, Katazak. Uh, what's that nigga? What's the other, what's the other dude's name? Uh, the uh, General Yohanna. All them niggas ran out of his room because they couldn't handle him. But I don't understand why he still hold on a, a, to a Christian doctrine when you actually did your job against the Hebrews. I don't understand that shit. I'm going to mute my mic. My man, you can unmute yourself whenever you're ready. I'm going to go so ahead and unmute I'm, you I'm going to be real, bro, because like, I got to tell you the truth. It's the fact that everybody understands this that really knows the truth. If you really know the truth, the one truth is there's only three things that matter. Who God is, who you are, and the name of God. Anything outside of that, it don't even matter. So that, you just remind me of that you said, man. You said you said a few minutes ago that everybody knows that God exists and people like me try to try to prove that God don't exist. So we don't we don't focus on 
that we just tell y'all to prove that it is. Well, that's that's not because we can't do it. That's just because that's the rule. Like that's the only way you can prove anything. You don't disprove things and know that things are true. You prove them. That's why when you go to court, you're innocent until proven guilty. You don't have to prove your innocence. It's assumed that you're innocent. They have to prove that you're guilty. So if I say that um I got dreads in my head, I don't know if y'all can see it on YouTube, but I got a bunch of dreads in my head. If I say the number of dreads in my head is an even number, even though I haven't counted them, I'm telling you it's an even number. And you say, well, I don't know if that's true or not because you haven't counted them. And I haven't counted them. You're just saying that. But I'm telling you, I'm making a positive claim that this is the even number. If you're smart, you wouldn't believe me because we haven't verified this. But just, just because you're not believing it doesn't mean that you're saying that it's an odd number. You're saying prove what you're saying. So an atheist doesn't have to disprove God. You don't have to disprove that my dreads are not an even number of dreads in my head. I have to prove what I said because I'm I'm the one who made the claim. So I don't know anybody that's born knowing a God exists. You have to be taught this stuff. And once you get taught this stuff, then I say, where is this God? Show me. Because what we as a people have forgotten to do is ask our parents and ask the preacher, how the fuck do you know that? Because I'm assuming that that's where you got taught, either from your family or from some uh, church member, somebody close no, to you taught you about this God. No, God, not true. God didn't come to you a damn thing. God didn't come no, to you a damn thing. And if he no, that's, see, you see what I'm saying? So that's the thing. My doctrine. So how did you how did you not, come to know God? My, listen, my doctrine comes from God, brother. How did you come to know God? I went through the trials and tribulations that God had me go through. So you went through a bunch of stuff, and you and you just said, "Well, if I'm going through this stuff, it must be a God." Well, I went through some trials no, and tribulations out, too, I and I don't believe out, in God. I sought out God. I, I learned I learned the fact that first off. I um was I got the advantage because first off there's a chosen people that is uh, there's a chosen that you people. don't there's a chosen people that the Bible speaks God. of so the, the, to be blessed enough to be able to uh get put into an environment. Listen to what I'm asking you, bro. Listen to what I'm asking you, bro. Uh, I want I want to know about God's racism and His chosen people. I'm asking you a personal question. How did you find out about God? Like I like I just said, I I sought out God. I looked for God. What I was about to okay, say, you tell, you started, I'm about to get ready jumping, to go. Jumping, That's why I was, I was trying to get this out before I got I got ready to go. Though that like I sought out God and I had to go through a lot of trials and tribulations to even get to understand God completely. Like it, it took it took me actually to really seek God out. I had to really try to. Like if I didn't try to, then I would never have found God. That's just what it was. So it's not for everybody. So I do appreciate that though for y'all having me on the show though. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem, man. Thanks for coming on, my man. We don't want you to really leave, man. But we know you don't. We we bought some. Yeah, we I got some. no. I'm a, I gotta handle some other shit though. That's all. It ain't. It, yeah. It, like, I, I thought it was gonna be at seven o'clock. You said it was gonna be at seven o'clock. Yeah, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube put us through some shit, bro. YouTube put put us through a lot of recording shit. Um, but mine, man, I sure appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, we really don't want you to go because we're kind of we're we're because because so, you even told me in earlier discussion today you're not a theist, but you're coming off as a theist, if that makes sense. 
That's why. Yeah, no, I'm, no, no. It's 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 that. This the thing, right? I am a person who understands who the Most High God is. Like I said, my doctrine is of the Most High God. It's not of what everybody else has tapped into. So uh, can, can I ask you a question real quick? Can I ask you a question? What doctrine is that? The doctrine of the Most High God. Okay, so biblically, or is it something else? Or what? yeah, it's it's in it's in alignment with the uh, the Bible for sure. Why is it in line with the Bible when black people didn't write the Bible that you're reading from? It's in alignment with everything that everybody who's tapped in with the Most High God has written since the beginning of time. So you mean a bunch of these Europeans are in line with you about the Most High God? No, it's some. It's definitely some. Uh, some Europeans, some Greeks, some um, some Asians, some uh, Africans, some um, some Australians, some some South Americans. What some what, North what, Americans. what part is what part is African uh, about it? Because. You, me, Quayle, Sheeta, we're all the same. We got the same little nose structure, the flat face. That's not true, brother. You do not but have the same on. nose structure. I'm, 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 I'm slightly see, more see, handsome, see. but it's, it's, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> no, but I, I'm really, <laughs> hey, it, it is what it is, bro. No, hold on. Hey, Quayle, let's see. I do not look like an African, brother. I look like a fucking, like a person from, uh, like, really... I look like I'm from the Middle East, to be honest with you. Wait, like I'm, it's just a concept. Time out. Now we gotta have you back. So you're saying that looking like an African <laughs> is bad? I look like an African. No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't say. I didn't say it was bad. You said I, you, I didn't say you. You didn't just said. Like I didn't Quentin, say. What you did didn't you say? Like, I said I don't look like an African. I didn't so, say nothing. So you're wrong. Middle East. Like so, so you're claiming that you're from the line of Shem. Is that what you're claiming? No, I'm claiming that I'm from King John. King John. King John is a European, though you know that, right? But he King John is not a European. King John is me. King John. Uh, you're okay. So we're on the we're all like I said, we're on the line with a scholar. He teaches this shit. Quayle, I'm gonna let you have this one. I'm crying, bro. Yeah, I can't. I can't tell the man what what uh what ethnicity is or what he looked like. I ain't seen him before. All I know is I knew your ass was light skinned when you said that shit. About the goddamn um, male and female shit. Light skin. No, I'm I'm actually not like <laughs> no, I'm gonna be real. No, 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 you know what I'm saying? Then you got people that look like Africans. Um, that um, like you got people that like Egyptians. They got smoother faces. They got skinnier noses and shit like that. They got different eye structures and shit. So okay, so you can see with, with the different Egyptians, people, like different people. Everybody's not. Everybody's not Egyptian. Everybody's not African. Everybody nobody's don't have to be that shit. Nobody's black claimed. people. Black. Hold on. Did you know that every? Like, did you know that the Greeks? The motherfucking uh, Macedonians, the motherfucking Persians, the motherfucking, you got all these people, they were black people. They were not fucking white people. They just end up, go, like, they got mixed in, like, over time with them. Yeah, they, they, they was just all like every other people. Nation. Yeah, we, like, we, I agree. They did that shit. Yeah, they was, olive skin, they was olive skin people, but they was of the J2 market, which they had the streets. You still missing what I'm saying, brother. They, I no, you, I, no, 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 no. Hold on, man. No, you're missing what I'm about to say to you. Um, yeah. yeah, they was a part of the J2 markers. They did not have our DNA. They was a subset of the uh, of the he uh, of the haplogroups. They were not 
white people. They they were not black people. They wasn't what uh, what was. Look at our skin. Our skin is thin. Now you take one of those people and pinch their skin. Their skin is thicker. That's why they can take tattoos better than we can. See what I'm saying? So our skin type is different. The skin maps is different. Um, yeah, man. That's why I say you gotta do more research outside of that book, bro. Because I'm like, bro. The, see, see, the 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 Greeks were olive skin people. They were not black people. Bro, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and tap out. But bro, you can't keep saying I gotta do my research, bro, on certain shit that I already did my research on. That's the reason. Mine, why I, I'm not. I'm not mine, mine, don't don't take mine. Mine, we're the same age. They were dark we, complexion. People, I'm out, mine. They had. Out, they mine. were highly melanated people. Mine. So I'm not about to argue mine. with you about that. Mine. I'm All not, black I'm people not, are not just Africans, bro. Mine, I agree with you. Just because you dark skin don't make you African. You're right. Exactly. You're you're, you're right. But you're claim. But that's what you're claiming, though. <laughs> you know what no, bro. What did you talk? About? How am I claiming it? Quayle, am I? Did I hear it wrong? When I think. You, I think. Yeah. I think y'all going off on a tangent. There's neither here nor there. Right, I think y'all going off on a tangent. There's neither here nor there. You know what I'm saying? Not. But I want to say before before we close out, before we get out of here. I wanna I wanna uh say some uh my made uh, the positive thing I can say you you're a smart brother, you know what I'm saying? I like your overall personality, you know what I'm saying? You seem like you got a good head on your shoulders. But the negative I got to say is I was promised the best evidence for God. And I gotta say, I don't, I don't <laughs> think cry. I got that today. Hey, listen, I'll cry. I knew I knew that like when you present the evidence that they not gonna want it, bro, because that's what they said. Look, look, I'm all right. You I'm, know I'm, I'm an atheist. You know I'm look, an atheist. No, no, listen, no. You know what's the funniest shit in the world? Look, so th- this is what happened, right? Somebody was like, it was this dude that was like he was blind and shit. And like uh God, it was a Sabbath day, and God uh, you know, put it on Jesus. You know, like always, come across his man path. And so he ended up healing this man, put some clay. He took some dirt, spit on it, put it on his man's eyes, told him to go rinse it off at the uh, at the lake, at the river and shit, and had him come um, after that, told him to wash it off, and then the man could see. And then the Pharisees and Sadducees and them and shit was, like, trying to figure out what happened, how he got healed. And they told Jesus, like, I mean, they didn't tell Jesus shit. They was trying to get him to tell on Jesus, like, hey, like, can you, can you get my mind, listen, bro? And I've been asking hold you on, this let, question. Hold on, let me let me just end it like this. Let me just end it like this. He after that, this is what they did though. After after they asked him what happened, he was like, yeah, he he put some clay on my eyes and he healed me, and you know I can see again. And so after they like, okay, we go try to figure this out. And so they went to go ask his mama, was he born blind or not? And his mom was like, you know, yeah, he was born blind and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And they was trying to get them, get be like, you know, who healed him. But they didn't want to say Jesus. So they was like, they he was like, ask my son. He old enough to tell you. So they went back to ask him again. And see, so he said, okay, how, how did he heal you? And then the dude said this to him. And this is all I want to say to y'all. He said this. He said, I already told you the truth and you did not want to take it. So how if I tell you again? Where you take it, you do not want the truth. The truth is not in you. You do not want it, so you neglect it. He okay, so that, you're talking about the you're talking about a Bible verse, right? That wasn't verbatim, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're talking about a Bible verse, mine. Um, Quayle, you want to ask him anything? Because uh, no, I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm just talking in general, though. Uh, I, I don't got no more questions. I got some suggestions, you know what I'm saying? The brother that we had playing, um, his name is Dr. Ray Hagens. I uh, recommend that you listen to a lot of his sermons. He was an uh, ex-Christian. He knows 
a lot about the Bible, you know what I mean? He probably can recite the whole damn book verbatim. But it, all that stuff, like the verses that you was just talking about, you got to understand that, first of all, these books wasn't written overnight. They, it ain't like uh, James Patterson just write a book and put it out. This shit took centuries, like millennia, actually, thousands of years. So these people had time and generations to get their story down packed so they know this shit not working. We got to change this. This shit not working. You know what? We're going to put this book in. You know what? We're going to add this book. We're going to put that. You know, we're going to say we're going to say that um, if you don't believe this, you don't want the truth. Yeah, that's what we're going to say. Yeah, that sounds good. So like that stuff not very convincing to, to somebody who, like I said, when you know when Come these on. books was written and who wrote them. But it looked like we got a caller. So let's let's um yeah, we got a caller. Hey, call you got, area yeah, code 202. Yeah, welcome to area code 202. You, got, you on the line. Call. What's up? I'm sorry, man. My bad. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, brother. Outside the queue, man. And uh, the brother Kwame said something so crazy. I had to call it, and I have to ask this question. Peace, you guys. Uh, first and foremost, but this brother Kwame just said our skin is thinner. Can you please delve into that information and show me how you arrived at that point and the sources? Show me that corroborates what you just said, please. You said, "How can I do something in the census?" Like, what are you talking about? Like, because you was, you kind of sound like far away. You just said, oh, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." You just said that our skin is thinner. So, can you please delve into that a little bit more, and also provide the sources that corroborate the thing that you just said? Man, to be real with you. I, I got three tattoos, right? And I was sitting on a table next to a white guy. And a white guy, this this is, like I said, I, I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound Christian-y, but my skin was bleeding more than a white guy's skin because his skin is actually thicker than mine. That's why they can take tattoos better than black people. My skin is actually thinner than a white person. That's why I have more melanin. Even though they're, even though that the European skin is thicker, they cannot take the sun rays. You see what I'm saying? That's why they have skin cancer. Pink, no, don't, no, I don't see what you're saying. No, I don't. That's that's the thing. Like, cause the tattoo artist told me he said, "Damn, y'all skin is so like." Oh, this Mexican dude was like, "Y'all skin is so thin," but they didn't say it to the white boy though. You see what I'm saying? He said the Mexican dude told me, "Hey, no, y'all." No, no, I don't see what you're saying. No, I, I'm just saying. I'm just telling you what I went through as a, a getting a tattoo. He said, "Y'all skin is so thin," but see, the white people's skin is so thick. They their skin is actually thicker, but they could, but they don't have the pigmentation to actually absorb the sunlight and not be sunburned. You feel me? So, so no, no, actually, I don't feel you. So, so what you're telling me is, before you decided to go actually research something, you said it because the tattoo artist told you this. Am I correct? That's what I'm saying, and also we don't get. Hold on, check this out. We don't get sunburned. Hold on, I'm just saying we don't get sunburned. White people get sunburned, but black people don't. We have, we have, we have more melanin than. Please don't panic. Don't panic. All right, all right, all right. It's it's whatever. It's whatever, brother. Brother, I'm only asking a question. So, are you telling me that you decided to take the word 
of a tattoo artist before you decided to actually go and research what you just disseminated to 21 people watching here. Am I correct? I'm just saying that with our skin being so thin, we cannot take tattoos. The pain is actually worse when it comes to us versus them. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm going to ask you one more time. I'm going to ask you one more time, and this time, can I please, and I'm begging you, can I get an answer? Okay, okay, you want to you want you want to know the truth? Yes, I didn't do the research. But it made more sense. It made more sense to us. Because if the white boy next to me is taking a tattoo and not saying ouch, ouch, like I was, you know what I'm saying? He was like, damn, y'all skin is so thin. Why the hell you take why you jumping so much when you getting this tattoo? And I I got three of them. Okay. Okay, so now now I have to ask you this question because you know. I appreciate the channel, and I love this channel because we need more, especially Black Atheist channel. And I appreciate this channel, but y'all know when I come, I come with it. And even though I'm on y'all same side, I still come with it when I hear misinformation and or disinformation. So what was it that caused you to not research what was told to you? What, what was it? Oh, it is. follow-up, by the way. Okay, okay, 202. So it didn't it didn't just cause me to not do research because I did. Yeah, this cube. Hey, this cube, brother, this cube. Hey, hold on, this cube, remember? I, oh, I, this I cube. Oh, bro, why are you playing devil's yeah, advocate, yeah, yeah. bro? Why the hell are you playing devil's advocate? No, 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 bro. No, listen, no, I'm not playing devil's advocate. Yeah, you are playing devil's advocate, bro. No, no, brother, I'm sorry. No, what you said was incorrect, and you also said that you didn't even do the research on it, but I'm and, to and I know yeah. he, he do that. He do that. And, and every you know time, what, Q, Q, I, I mean, every time he calls in, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't realize the two hundred two. I said, I said, hey, look. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to interject. Time we was on this. Go ahead, go but, ahead. Bro. Hold on, Q. I, I hate to do it to you, man, but I got to do it because you calling up. You always attacking my co-host. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. You know, I like the intellectual sparring and stuff. But I said before that that's neither here nor there. We talking about what's the best evidence for God. So if you got it out for Kwame and you want to go head to head with him every time he say something that don't make sense to you, you got to take that up with him on a, on a show that's got to pertain to that topic. You know what I mean? Because we talk about the best evidence for God, not whether or not he did his research on something that's utterly trivial, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So if you can get back on topic, I would like to talk about something, you know, pertaining to God. And, and you know what? Another cue, man. I, I didn't know it was you. I, I realize now I said that 202 looks familiar, but now I know this you. Bro, like I said, I didn't know I didn't know anything about this skin thing until the, the Mexican dude told me. He said, God damn, y'all skin is so thin, y'all can't take shit. When he told me that. But then the white boy over there just like, mm, he just getting buzzed up and shit. And, it's, and I found out from a tattoo artist that in Austin, Texas, he said, yeah, our skin is thicker. He said, that's why we can take damn near ink better than black people. Like that, that's why they had to keep going over us. Like with my one, with the one on my forearm, they had to go over it twice. They talking about my skin did not take the ink right. You know what I'm saying? But white people, they, they, they skin take the ink automatically. They had to go over my skin twice. And I wasn't even moving. I didn't bounce or I, yeah, shit hurt, but I'm just like, I didn't like move or anything. So they had to go with my skin twice. But yeah. with the white boy, they didn't yeah, have to do it twice. In, See what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll just say this in, I'll just say this in closing. And, you know, the brother Quilly wants me to be on topic, which is really difficult for me to be on topic because the brother who you guys had on, 
he never really gave any evidence whatsoever, so I, I can't be on him there to reflect. Uh, his, ev- his evidence was Jesus. Like that. Well, no, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. He gave nothing. I mean, right. I think Q, I, fuck, Q, I fucking hate you, nigga. You know what? You know, I fucking hate you, dude. You know what I'm saying? I fucking hate you. Hey, listen. Hey, it's cool, bro. It's cool. <laughs> no, I don't hate you, bro. I'm just saying, bro. You, bro, you made, you made, bro, he had, bro, he had the evidence of God, bro, but he, I'm fucking with you, Q. Go ahead, bro. No, no, you good, you good. But I, I was going to say in closing because you want to, uh, probably want to steal the topic, and I can't steal the topic because of what the brother said. Nothing of it was profound. He never brought anything that made any sense. But I'll say this uh, lastly. The same thing that you did, you believed this tattoo artist. And that's the same thing that this brother did. He believed the, the fake black Hebrew Israelite uh, preachers or whatever the hell they are. He believed that. He believed the church or whatever he's into. He believed those things. And I'm trying to show you that, that we should not shun belief as sometimes as atheists we try to do. We shouldn't shun belief, but, but a lot of times we also fall into these same false beliefs, albeit not all the time, these false beliefs that we believe in are not in God. So with that being said, thank you so much for the time. I enjoyed the show, man. But, um, yeah, whenever you want to see me, you already know what it is. Peace, y'all. Hey, Q. Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I still want to do that debate about... um. Um, can you defend your atheism? No, no, no. Can you defend your atheism? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Can you defend your atheism? The one one you was talking about on, remember you was on Garfield channel, you was talking about, uh, you asked the young brother, like, um, can he defend his atheism or something? And I I said, I'll take that debate. But then Garfield kicked me off. Right. So, hey, if you still want to do it, Yeah, yeah, but if you still want to do it, then you know what I'm saying I'm up for Q, it. You but I appreciate you, you tuning in, man. Q, you play too motherfucking hey, much, hey, man. Hey, hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. <laughs> um, I vaguely remember that because I was talking to I forget the dude's name, but um, when you say can I defend my atheism, like just give me the rundown real quick. We ain't got to take a lot of time. We can take like a, a minute. You can tell me. I that. mean, I'm I'm having I'm having a tough time remembering the verbiage myself, but it, I think you said something about um. The difference, I think, the difference between the anti-theist and the atheist, or something, something along those lines. I might have to go back and look at the footage to, to you know, what I'm saying, tell you exactly what it was. Yeah, I think, I think I remember what he was talking about. Because it was, it was a couple months ago. Yeah, anti-theist. Well, well, how about this? Go ahead, go ahead. Just so I can get off of here. You can let somebody else come on. Um, if it had anything to do with defending my atheism, then. Uh, I would also want it to be to where you would also have to defend your atheism. And I, don't, and I, well, I ain't gonna say I, I don't know. No, no, no. It wasn't about you defending your atheism. You was asking if I could defend my atheism. Oh, right. You see, yeah. See, you know what? Okay, now I remember. See, you can't defend your atheism because of the things that you believe in. That's why you can't defend it. So if you if you want to do that, we could definitely do that. Um, give me an email right now, so I can email. Yeah, I um, I'm gonna put it in the chat. You should be able to see it. But I did not, I did not know that was a real thing. I did not know this was a real thing. Atheists is asking them, can they defend their atheism? I did not know this was a real thing. Q, you a motherfucker, man. Hey, listen, man. Hey, hey, listen, don't call in no, don't call in no more, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> 
No, listen, bro, let, me say, let me say this in number bombs. After we beat up uh, Christians all day and, like, theists all day, now it's time to sharpen our swords so we can get better. And that's all I attempt to do. I know sometimes it comes off a little bit differently, but I'm really just trying to sharpen you guys' sword as well as I'm trying to uh, sharpen mine. So with that being said, go ahead and put the email, and I'm going to bounce. Hey, good show, man. Appreciate you. No, you can't leave unless yeah, God said you can leave. <laughs> God! God said you can God! <laughs> so man. the way he was saying, you know what I'm saying, yeah, we can all be guilty of um, believing yeah. things without evidence. But the difference is, if, if, if I may, you know what I'm saying, go, go come to my homie's defense. He said, before he said it, it's going to sound christian He said that. You know what I'm saying? So he ain't saying, like, this is the absolute truth. He's saying, like, this is something that I believe and don't have a good reason to believe. He told you before he said it, this is a little bit Christian-y, but, but see, this is why I believe quality. it. And then he but came see, out and said, yeah, I didn't do the research. Right. But see, but the Christians always, is, they just like to act like they, they got the truth. But see, he always debunked Christianity in his life. He debunked Hebrew-Israelite shit in his life. That's why I'm like, mine, why are you coming to an atheist show trying to debunk Trying to prove your God after you done debunked your God. That's why I was. That's why I asked him. I said, "Bro, you had Tazariak, General Yohanna, Katzak <laughs> even showed up. Uh, Hashar showed up. Daniel Allah showed up, and he had all them niggas running. Bro, why are you trying to convince atheists that your God exists? Like the dude mind is smart because he got like we, we, if y'all follow mind on Clubhouse, dude mind I fucks with mind." Yes. But the thing is, he's trying to give us get us. You gotta to hear. Leave. You gotta hear what he said. Exactly, like his shit don't make. He he don't talk like what he talk about it. on his shit. Like on his shit, you don't hear that shit. Like on our shit, like I'm I'm gonna tell him like I'm gonna text him like, bro, you sound like a straight up Christian when you was on our shit. But the shit that when on your show, you don't sound like a Christian. I thought the nigga was an atheist. To be honest, I'm gonna I'm gonna yield my mic. Uh, what the mind dude was saying though in his defense I think he can battle like Hebrews and all this stuff because to him it ain't a matter of does God exist it's a matter of do you got the right God are you following God correctly so that's probably why he was beating them up you know what I'm saying beating the Hebrew Israelites it's easy to beat up a Hebrew Israelite you know what I'm saying they don't got the right they don't got no facts but when you when you come on a, a atheist you know, we ain't talking about my religion versus your religion we talking about your religion versus no religion now you got to come with some facts because we ain't dealing with no no holy books. We ain't dealing with no well, my mama said or or I had this experience. You know what I'm saying? We talking we about real time? facts. You know what I mean? So that's why when he said something about the Bible, I went straight to the verse. You know what I'm saying? I went straight to the verse and I read to make sure that he was saying what he said. It said. You know what I mean? So like you can't just just make up your own scripture. You know what I'm saying? Like the shit. And, and I still want everybody to go and read that. So and, including you, uh, my mate. Okay, Genesis so chapter outside one, verse twenty-seven, and tell me what that sounds like it's saying to you. Oh, that's that's Q. Outside the cube, is that you? Is that you, Q? Some my uh, this is what this nigga said. He said, "I squared Kwame off already. Don't run Quayle at Quayle, lol." And he said, "But Kwame came off like he had the truth, so I had to debunk it." <laughs> Get your ass back up here. Why you talking shit in the comments, nigga? <laughs> Get your back, get your bitch ass back up in here, bitch motherfucker. 
talking I think, shit. I think I think he just like I think he just like fucking with you, man. I think he just like fucking. Yeah, with you. I know, bro. Like, I think he just like getting your golden thirsty. Yeah, you always like to talk shit, bro. Like, bro, bro. I had a I had a good show, even though I like I said I had to run real quick to go get something. But man, Quayley, man, you are a beast when it comes to this knowledge, man. I'm not riding dick or anything, no, no homo or nothing like that. But you are a beast, and that's why Tazariak and none of these motherfuckers I got in contact with will not come on your show. I was surprised that man made no. I gave man, I gave mind your YouTube channel. He watched the shit. Mm-hmm. He still was able to come on and still did not do nothing, bro. These niggas yeah, don't want sure. nothing, bro. Even though, like I said, I, I'm not. This is no. This is no attack or no insult. You a beatless celebrity, but motherfuckers won't come fuck with you though. That's the thing. Like Garfield, they a list. Javari, they all a list and shit. People mm-hmm. come fuck with them, but they won't fuck with you though. They know where you come from. Like especially when you did your Christianity video, that shut shit down. That's what made me an atheist because I watched your shit. I was still, I was like, like, look, let me tell my, let me tell the people something that's listening to our YouTube channel right now. I was on the fence of Christianity and atheist, well, and Gnosticism. The reason why I became an atheist is not because I'm, I'm friends with Quayley, but because I watched his videos. His videos was way more in depth than anything I could have got from anybody else. That's why I asked the brother, can I partner up with you? Can we do a uh, YouTube channel together? Because I became atheist because of Quayley Kush. People don't look at these guys that actually do uh, subpar, not not subpar research, but research under the microscope. You see what I'm saying? So y'all know Garfield, y'all know Shaka Amos, y'all know Jabari. Don't nobody know about Quayle Kush, but until they come across his videos, once you come across Quayle Kush videos, you'll be like, oh, wait a minute. This makes more sense because Quayle Kush is going to go into great detail. Retail. I know I did some debates. And I know when I did my debates, I stumbled over my words a lot or whatever. But that's cool. But the thing is, a lot of motherfuckers know. Cesario know about Quayle Kush. Uh, Katzak know about Quayle Kush. Uh, General uh, Yohanna know about Quayle Kush. They would not show up. And I haven't told you, brother, hey, come on to our show. Come to the ADS Church. They say, yeah, give us. They, I got their phone numbers, but they would not show up. You know why? Because Quayle Kush going to go into detail on their shit. La, 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 la. See what I'm saying? On that note, man, I want to I wanna thank everybody that do have the guts to call in and shit. Because when I did first start my YouTube channel, a lot of people don't know, but my, my very first YouTube video went viral, got millions of views, and I was getting comments all day, every day. So I'm on my cell phone. I get the notifications when I get a comment on YouTube. And I was just arguing with Christians back and forth. I'm talking about back and forth. So I'm like, okay, when I started these live streams, People going to be wanting to join in, man. I started live stream. It's all crickets. I'm like, where are these million motherfuckers that's talking shit in the comments? Where y'all at? So shout out to everybody who do call in and do got the guts to, to show your show. You don't even have to show your face if you don't want to, but to it be heard. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't scared because it's a million motherfuckers out here talking shit in the comments that will not call this show. So I appreciate that, man. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, um, I don't uh, take it as no, you know what I'm saying, nut riding or whatever, because I honestly don't don't look at myself as a genius or nothing. I just think I'm smarter than the average motherfucker. But I learn from other people too. You know what I mean? So I learn from watching motherfuckers on side of the channel, watching the uh, atheist 
experience. Christopher Hitchens, um, uh, who else? Um, Doctor Ben. Like a lot, a lot of different people that I just, I just, I try to get you know, all the different perspectives and come to my own conclusion based on those perspectives. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I encourage everybody else to do. And I like to have the conversations so we can bounce ideas back and forth because you never know when, when you might be wrong about some shit. And if somebody can come on here and prove me wrong, I won't get mad like most people. You know, he keep proving me wrong. No, I get glad because I don't like to be wrong. So once you prove me wrong, I'm not wrong no more. So thank you. Appreciate it. It don't happen that much, but I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? And with that being said, man, we didn't get to finish playing the whole sermon, so I'm going to um, play the rest of that video for those of y'all who might want to see it. And all call, right, me, call me if you got any closing remarks. Yeah, man. Fuck all the motherfuckers that talking about that I, I was stumbling on my words. Yes, I was stumbling during that exact debate, but y'all could not disagree with my information, though. So fuck you motherfuckers that was hating on me during that uh, Christian debate. Fuck you motherfuckers. I just had to say that, bro. You're not gonna lose no. You're not gonna lose no subscribers. But I'm just saying, I gotta, I gotta say something. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie. I did go through, bro. Look, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have read the shit while I was a little buzz, but it is what it is. But they did not, they did not discredit my information. But um, thank y'all for coming out to the Atheist Church, man. It's me and Quayley, man. It's uh, Quayley and Kwame. When we we doing the most good, man, we trying to wake our people up, man. I want to say peace and blessings to y'all, man. Y'all be safe out there, man. Go make love, not war, bro. And I'm out, man. Peace. Peace, man. Appreciate everybody. Appreciate you, Kwame. And I want to remind everybody that this is an audio podcast as well as YouTube channel. You can get us on YouTube youtube.com slash quelly kush search for the atheist church live podcast and um we can use some of y'all support too you know we don't we don't too much ask for donations and stuff but it, it costs money to produce this stuff and it take time as well so you know time is money so if you appreciate it and you ever learn anything from this channel send a little cash out dollar or something to brother kwame at dollar sign hemi muscle 392 or you can send something to quelly kush at dollar subscription box and you see all the links down there and if you want to get some uh recommendations for some books we got those down there too because knowledge is power people not belief remember that and with that being said i'm gonna refer back to my pastor ray Hagens, and we're gonna um, let him teach y'all something before y'all have a good night man peace black power to the people It's time for us to outgrow that stuff. It's time for us to come away from that. If we're going to empower ourselves as Africans, it's time for us to come away from that, okay? If we're going to unify ourselves as a people, it's time for us to come away from the divisions that come as a result of believing in various religions. When you believe in things that you don't
And uh, hey, man, I just trust that we're going to have a great fellowship today and do some learning today. Okay, do some learning today. And always remember this, knowledge brings change. All right. And if you're not willing to change, it's best that you don't learn because knowledge brings change. It's good to have you guys joining with us today. Yeah, you know, well, let's continue by doing our oath to the ancestors at this time. All right, so let's lift our voices together and honor those who have gone before us and made it possible for us to be where we are right here and right now, okay? For their life, their deeds, their legacy and sacrifice and contributions, let's honor them today, all right? Lift our voices together and say these words. Oh, ancestors, blacker than a thousand midnights, African ancestors, it is to you that we, your children, give respect and honor. Oh, ancestors, we call upon you and welcome you in this place. African ancestors, let your presence fill this place. Oh, ancestors, who have been purposely excluded from the history books so that the world would not know of your greatness. Our African ancestors who gave civilization to the world. Our African ancestors who gave the arts to the world. Our African ancestors who gave music to the world. Our African ancestors who gave the sciences to the world. Our African ancestors who gave mathematics to the world. Our African ancestors who gave medicine to the world. Our African ancestors who gave literature to the world. Our African ancestors who gave philosophy to the world. Our African ancestors who gave God consciousness to the world. Oh, ancestors, we thank you for devoting your life to make a future for us, your children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Now stand with us, strengthen us, guide us, teach us, and protect us from the snare of our enemies. Rise up, O African ancestors, and let our enemies be scattered, and give us the wisdom and the boldness to deal with our oppressors and those who would hinder the liberation and empowerment of our people. Rise up, O African ancestors, and live in us, and we will not fail to honor you. We will not fail to respect you. We will not fail to hear you. And we will not betray you. Ashe, Evo. Hey, I trust you're taking care of yourself, keeping safe, you know. And uh, hey, man, we're going to get right into the teaching for today. All right. And uh, I got a serious message for you today. One that's going to seriously uh, make you do some thinking. All right. I posted uh, some stuff on my Facebook page this past week because of uh, what's been impressed upon me as far as our moving to the next level in our awareness, okay? Uh, and it's important to understand, brothers and sisters, the culture that has shaped our thinking, okay? Uh, a lot of times we don't think about that. We don't think about the influence that culture has on us. Uh, 
all right? Why we do the things we do, why we think the way we think, why we say the things we say. And it's because of the culture in our environment. You learn from osmosis or by osmosis, things around you in your environment. You pick it up. You begin to practice it. That also holds true for your religious environment as well. You know, and and many of you who grew up in the church, okay, as I did, all right, you see uh, this book called the Bible. As um, you know, what let's do this before I go any further. I, I've been forgetting to do this lately. Okay, I've been forgetting to do this. All right, let's make a circle like this. All right, and repeat after me: the space inside this circle represents my realm of knowledge. All that I think I know about whatever I think I know is depicted right here within this circle. I must keep in mind that there is more to know than what is within the circumference of my awareness. All right. I start my teachings off with that illustration because I know I'm going to say something that's outside of your circumference of awareness. Okay, and what happens is when someone says something that's outside of your circumference of awareness, which is against the stuff that you already have on your reticular activating system, your immediate response is to resist it. You have a problem with it. You know, it's because it's new information to you or it's not what you've been taught. And then on top of it, religion has also taught us, okay, or programmed us to reject and resist anything that we hear that's not in accordance with the indoctrination that we received in that particular religion. Understand what I'm saying here, okay? So it makes it a little difficult uh, to learn unless you're being taught the uh, concepts and precepts and doctrines of that particular religious organization, okay? It's time for us to outgrow that stuff. It's time for us to come away from that. If we're going to empower ourselves as Africans, it's time for us to come away from that, okay? If we're going to unify ourselves as a people, it's time for us to come away from the divisions that come as a result of believing in various religions. Once you understand that the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, the Talmud, the Book of Mormon, the Tipitaka, the Vedas, the Tao Te Ching, the New World Translation of the Holy Scriptures, or any other religious book. Once you realize that these books are not, 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 not history books, they're holy books because people respect them. They're sacred books because of the attitude that people have about them, okay? So out of respect to people's feelings and emotions about these books that they believe in, I'm not going to degrade the books. Understand what I'm saying? Because people believe in these books. So to the believers in this these literature, okay, the book is holy to them. But... We must understand, as holy as you might think your book is, it is not a history book. 
So important to understand that. Once you understand that none of these books are history books, then all of the confusion that comes from religion will completely disappear. Understand, brothers and sisters, no person or event, not one person or event mentioned in any religious book ever existed on the stage of world history. Okay, understand that we were taught allegory as fact. Did you understand what I just said? We were taught allegory as fact. And I also posted earlier this week that the most effective liar, the most effective liar is someone who honestly believes that they are telling you or preaching to you the truth. That's so important to understand, brothers and sisters. That is your most effective liar, the person who genuinely believes that they are telling you the truth. All right, let's get into the teaching for today. I want to talk to you from this subject today. Don't break the microscope. All right, and I want to I want to start off with an, an an analogy that I have used so many many times before. So, if you've heard this before, please bear with me as I explain it again for those who might not have heard it. All right, I want to tell you about this stream, a sacred stream in South America. The tribe that lived in the village where this stream flowed through. One morning, the elder of the village got up and went for a walk before the sun came up. And as the sun rose while he was walking, the rays of the sun reflected off the water in the stream. As he looked at the glistening, Reflection, reflection of the rays of the sun off the water. It was so beautiful to him that he bowed in submission to the greatness of the Most High God. When he went back to the village, he testified of his experience. And he told the people in the village, I saw the wonder and glory of God in the stream today. And he said it with such emotion and such power that it became a story to repeat among the villagers. Well, a couple of generations later, that story got twisted into saying that God was in the stream. And a couple of generations later, it got twisted even some more to end up saying that the stream is God. And the young people in that village grew up worshiping the stream, believing it is God. One day, a group of scientists came through it. And visiting the village, they noticed that the villagers were worshiping this stream 
as God, thinking that it was deity and that it had power. So one of the scientists took it upon himself to try to help the villagers understand the truth about the stream. He went in his bag and took out a microscope, got a sample of water from the stream, placed it under the microscope, and had the villagers look into the microscope at what he took from the stream. When they looked into the microscope and saw the bacteria and the organisms in the water crawling around, all you know, looking all, of course, it was really large to them, right? Looking through the microscope. They looked in the microscope and jumped back in dismay. What are all these ugly things here? In our sacred water, this is God, this is holy. There's nothing impure about God. So they called a meeting, a council meeting. And when they came out of the council meeting, they were dancing and rejoicing. And, and, and the scientists got excited because he thought that he had enlightened them to something. They came dancing over to where the scientist was with his microscope, and they reached out to him, and, they, and the scientists thought that they were giving him honor and praise for opening their eyes to the truth. They grabbed the microscope out of the scientist's hands, threw the microscope down on the ground, and broke it and began to stomp it. And after the microscope was destroyed, they went back to their normal routine. What is the message there to be learned, right? This story is a picture of everyone who is convinced about what they believe, but have never stopped to confirm or verify if what you been taught to believe is true or not. You were told to have faith in what you were taught. You were taught to believe it. And many of us in our growing up years, we believe we ingested and then we digested what we were taught by our parents and by our religious teachers who we trusted. And I understand that. I understand that. But then we became adults, still believing our childhood teachings to the point to where we're convinced that what we were taught to believe is in fact true. Brothers and sisters, you should not believe something because some old manuscripts have been produced. Understand what I'm saying here. You should not believe something because it's your national belief. Neither should you believe something because you have been made to believe it from childhood, like most of us do when it comes to religion. 
Otherwise, you may be convinced of what might be true instead of what must be true. Rather, you should reason truth out. You should search for it, dig for it, long for it, crave for it. Search it out, man. And once you've searched truth out and after you've analyzed it and find that it is good for you and others, then know it. Don't believe it. Know it. The biblical text says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But it's not really just the truth that makes you free, brothers and sisters. It's the knowledge of the truth that makes you free. Understand this. And then once you know the truth, live up to it and help other people do the same. A very bad and dangerous habit, oh my goodness, is incorporating what you have been told to believe. Follow what I'm saying. Incorporating what you have been told to believe without verifying, analyzing, okay, uh, whether or not what you've heard is in fact true or not. Yet, brothers and sisters, we do this in many areas of our life. We do it when it comes to a, a rumor that we've heard. Some of you guys got the ministry of carrying rumors and gossip and you pass it and run it on run on with it like you know it's true when it comes to different opinions many of us ingest and digest other people's opinions without verifying to see if it's true or not and most importantly we do it with our religious indoctrinations and beliefs that we get from our various religions we accept what we were taught and then we repeat what we were taught if we you know when we get older some of us i know i did it when i reached a certain age i felt that god had called me to the ministry right and i became a preacher because i was the son of a preacher a pastor and I began to regurgitate. And I know many people don't like that term, but I began to regurgitate, which means to vomit up what you have eaten or digested. Okay, well, that's what I was doing. I was vomiting up what I had been taught. And I'm using the term vomit because it was not true. Okay, it was information that brought deception. It was information that brought powerlessness. It was information that was not spiritually nutritious. And this is what I brought back up, what was in me. Okay, as many of our preachers today do. Yes, brought it back up because that's what I had been fed. We wholeheartedly believe and defend, brothers and sisters, what we cannot prove. 
and we readily reject what we cannot dis I'm sorry, we readily reject and disbelieve what we cannot disprove. And that's so important for us to understand. Family, we need to develop the habit of checking out what the teacher said. That's why you hear me say, if, you live, if you've listened to me any amount of time at all, you've heard me say, don't take my word for what I'm saying. Do your own research. In fact, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to believe what I'm saying because believe means you don't know. After you hear what I've said and you noted what I've said, go do some research to validate what I've said or try to invalidate what I've said. Understand how this goes, man. I don't want you to be brainwashed. I don't want you to repeat something simply because Dr. Ray said it. I want you to know what you're talking about. Don't be like the many of us who grew up in church who were repeating what we heard growing up. In fact, some of, you know, brothers and sisters, I remember when I was younger, I used to, you know, get up in church and testify, okay? And I used to sound just like the elders testifying. You know why? That's what I learned by osmosis. That's what I learned from my environment. Giving honor to God, the pastor, ministers, deacons, saints, and friends. Everybody said that. So that's what I said, right? Truly, I do thank God for being here another day. I pressed my way to the church today. I'm doggone it 10 years old. What do you mean I pressed my way? That's what the old folks said. So that's what I said. That became the habit. And just like I regurgitated what I heard testified when I went into the ministry, I regurgitated what I heard preached all my life. Understand what I'm saying, okay? I'll never forget my first message, my what they call my first your trial message. It was entitled "The Name Jesus." I preached it as my trial message. It was my mom's message, one of her, one of the messages that she had preached, and so I chose to preach that message. I remember to this day the five points that I shared. The name Jesus is a saving name. It's a conquering name. It's a healing name. It's an omnipotent name. And it's on, it's an omniscient name. Okay? Oh, man, I remember all four. And what really did it is I was able to bring out all five points preaching style in the Pentecostal church. It's a conquering name. Ooh, a healing name, a saving name, all that kind of stuff. And, of course, I got patted on the back and received an applause and, and was awarded my minister's license, which meant I did a good job and told the truth. So I thought. You understand how this goes? Okay, understand, brothers and sisters, when it comes to your soul, when it comes to your psyche, your mind, and what we feed it, the only thing that we should feed our mind and feed our spirit is something called truth, not tradition, 
truth. Okay? But truth has a very powerful and effective enemy. And that enemy is called religion. And nothing has been more damaging to the receiving of truth as religion. Nothing has been as damaging to the receiving of truth as religion. Understand how deep this goes, brothers and sisters. I posted something, and I brought I brought out a a a, um, a, a, a the post had to do with uh, why does the Bible refer to Jesus and Lucifer in the same manner? You can imagine how much flack and resistance I received from that article that I wrote, okay? Uh, of, of, but all I'm trying to do is get people to think. You see, that's the problem. Did you not know that the Roman Catholic Church actually decreed that it is unlawful to think anything other than what your religious leader has taught you? The Roman Catholic Church decreed in the year 451 A.D., at the Council of Chalcedon, that you are not even allowed to think anything otherwise than what you have been taught by Roman Catholic bishops. Because if you think anything other than what they have taught you, you are to be anathematized, to be placed under a curse. Understand how deep this goes, y'all. Okay, and then they put it in the biblical text that says, if any man come unto you, right, with any other teaching than that which we have preached unto you, any other gospel than that, would, that, that which we have preached unto you, let him be anathema. Okay, this is what Roman Catholic bishops put together. Now, here's the thing about it. You've been taught that. You've been taught that part right there. If anybody come to you with any other gospel other than what we have already preached to you, let it be anathema. You've been taught that, but you were not taught that the very people who said that are the people who fabricated what you were taught. Do you understand what I'm saying? The people who made up these lies then turned around and put a built-in self-defense mechanism in those lies. They made up the lies and then told you, if anybody comes unto you teaching you anything other than this right here, let them be accursed. And you believe that. You obey that. So when someone comes along to try to get you to exercise your critical thinking skills, because that's all you have to do, y'all, to get rid of the lie. All you have to do to dispel the lies is think. All you got to do is think, okay? Because lies, when you begin to analyze them and dissect them, they don't make sense. They become contradictory. You be saying, well, if... 
If this is true, then how can this be? Then how can that be? That's what happens when you think, when you exercise your critical thinking faculty. But when you don't exercise your critical thinking faculties and you just believe because you've been indoctrinated to believe, you were actually taught that it is more of a blessing to believe than to know. And they use the illustration of Doubting Thomas. Okay? This story, follow me here, this story about the resurrected Jesus coming into the upper room where the disciples were, and they didn't believe it was him. Thomas didn't believe it was him, and he showed the disciples the hands in his, the holes in his hands, said, y'all look at the holes in my hands if you don't believe it's me, and that's when they believed it was him according to the story. But Thomas, the doubting one, came over to him and put his finger in the holes in Jesus's hands, according to the story. And then he believed and fell to his knees, right? And according to the story, Jesus said unto him, you believe because you have seen. Okay, but blessed are those who believe and have not seen. In other words, the teaching there is it's more of a blessing to not have the evidence and still believe it. That's not people. Y'all see the programming here? I hope you follow what I'm saying. The programming here is it's more important for you not to have proof. It's more important for you not to have evidence. It's more important not for you to be able to empirically speak about with evidence and facts the truth. No, it's more important that you believe a fantasy. It's more important that you believe a fable. It's more important that you believe a lie. That's what religion wants you to do. So when I posted uh, the post uh, this week about uh, the question was, who is the morning star? Jesus or Lucifer? Because the Bible refers to Jesus as the bright and morning star. The Bible refers to Lucifer as the star of the morning. Now, the deep thing about it is that's how it's stated in English. So because it's translated to be read in English, whenever you translate something, you lose some of the connotation to it. Okay, but in its original verbiage, etymologically, bright and morning star and star of the morning are the same identical thing. Understand how deep this is. Just the idea, just the thought, just saying the possibility of Jesus and Lucifer being one and the same caused some folk man to get lit. I mean, I received some very negative comments this week behind that thought, all right? And all I'm doing is asking a question. Did you know that the Bible refers to Lucifer and Jesus in the same way? 
as the bright and morning star or the star of the morning. And people had a fit. Brothers and sisters, what, if, if I was to ask you that, okay, who's the bright and morning star? What would your answer be? If I was to ask you, who's the star of the morning, according to the Bible, what would your answer be? Okay. Well, if you look at Isaiah 14 and 12, and I believe the other is Revelation uh, 22 and 16, verse 14, 15, 16, somewhere in there. Revelation, you see that Jesus calls himself the bright morning star. And in uh, Isaiah, the 14th chapter, 12th verse, you'll see that Lucifer is referred to as the star of the morning. I didn't make that up. That's in the biblical text. And again, in the English languages, the wording is identical. So I'm simply asking a question. That's all. Since the Bible refers to them both as the same or in the same way. Okay? I don't know if you ever thought about it, brothers and sisters. Okay? But the people in the Protestant church, let me show you, I want to show you where all this stuff comes from. Okay? It comes from Catholic, Catholic Roman Catholic priests, bishops. As I told you, they wrote all the doctrines here, okay? The Roman Catholic bishops in ecumenical council meetings wrote the doctrines that are taught in the church, both Catholic and Protestant. Well, what are the, what's the Protestant church? For those of you who don't know, the Protestant church is the Catholic church. The only difference is that Protestants don't believe in going to your sins. I'm sorry, going to the priest to confess your sins. Okay, that's what Martin Luther, the theologian, Martin Luther, the German uh, theologian, protested against. Okay, and, at his, and, and he protested, protest, protest, protestant, got me? Okay, he protested against this Catholic practice of going to the priest to confess your sins. So it started a division. All right, another part of the Roman Catholic Church referred to as the Protestant Church. However, Protestants today will deny being connected to Catholicism, you know, and I get a kick out of asking people, are you Catholic? You know, and they'll say, no, I'm Baptist, or no, I'm I'm Pentecostal. No, I'm not, I'm not Catholic, I'm I'm Lutheran, or I'm Presbyterian, or I, I'm Episcopalian, okay, or you know, that's the not realizing, because they don't know any better, not really not realizing that whatever denomination that they're naming, all of those denominations, the teachings and doctrines of those denominations were still written by Roman Catholic bishops in ecumenical council meetings. Understand this, okay? So it's important, brothers and sisters, it's imperative for you to understand that much of your thinking, in fact, much more of your thinking than you realize has been shaped by religion, by religious ideas, by religious concepts, by church doctrines and teachings, even when you think you've moved away from it, much of your influence is still governed by what you and I were taught. 
This is one of the reasons why I tell people when I say my mission, what, what is my assignment? My assignment is to be to begin the process of undoing and reversing ideas and concepts that's been programmed into the minds of our people by religious doctrines and church statements. Understand this, that have caused us to lose contact with what is real, have caused us to lose contact with what is factual, have caused us to lose contact with what is historical, but most of all, it has caused us to lose contact with what is spiritual. Understand this, and that's my assignment, to begin the process of reversing all that, because many of us, even though we say we're liberated, and many of us know the truth that this whole Christian program is a fabrication of the Roman Catholic Church, even though you know that, and many of you know that the whole program of, of Islam is a fabrication as well, as well as Buddhism, as well as Hinduism, all of these religions are control mechanisms that are expressions of a culture. Understand this, brothers and sisters. I hope I'm making sense to you. Religion is nothing more than the deification of a culture. All right? And that's why people who are born in various geographical locations are more apt to adapt the religion of that culture. For example, if a person has been born in Japan, chances are they're going to be a Buddhist. Even though Eurocentric European Christianity is beginning to spread by force and take over throughout the world. All right? You must understand the you must understand the Roman conquest. Okay? Christianity and world conquest. I did a lecture on that. Understand it. Okay. But culturally speaking, for example, in the area of what they call the Middle East, the cultural belief system is Islam, Muslims. Okay. And in Indonesia, okay, the cultural belief there is Hinduism in India. So you have Hinduism there, all right? In Europe, the cultural belief system is Christianity. In the Nile Valley, the cultural belief system is comedic spirituality, okay? In, in, in Mexico, the, the, the spiritual belief system is Quetzalcoatlism there. All right. In the per Persia, in Persia, the, the, the cultural belief system is Zoroasterism. All of these religions, man. Okay, and most of you only know about one. And that's because you were it was forced upon you by those who enslaved us. And you think that that's the only religion. You think that's the only way to God. You think that's the truth. When in reality, the religion that most of us most of us have been programmed into is mostly the re most re recent religion devised belief system on the planet. They're the Johnny-come-lates of all the other belief systems that they stole pieces of from and formulated their indoctrinations and in religion called Christianity. Understand what I'm saying. The entire story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. That's old. That's from a previous religion, y'all. Okay? Understand how this goes. 
the original active or that should yeah the first story of an adam and eve okay was of enki and ninti write it down e-n-k-i was the guy's name and the woman's name was ninti n-i-n-t-i ninti write it down don't take my word for what i'm saying look it up enki and ninti okay enki ate some some herbs that were poisonous it, he became terminally ill, and he prayed to the gods, okay, and kneeled to, to, to uh, I'm sorry, Ea, Ea. He prayed to the god Ea to send him somebody to heal him. So the gods sent him a woman by the name of Ninti, N-I-N-T-I. And the word Ninti means woman of the rib. Isn't that deep? Woman of the rib. So you see where they stole and copied and plagiarized that. It created their story called Adam and Eve and told you that Eve came from the rib of Adam. Brothers and sisters, learn, please learn to analyze. Please learn to put on your critical thinking cap and begin to appropriate that critical thinking to the processes and the programming that you've been taught so you can free your African mind. Because as long as you keep believing what you've been taught, you will be enslaved to the agenda of that teaching. I hope I'm making sense to you, brothers and sisters. Okay? Everything that we've been taught came from the mind of Roman Catholic bishops. And it's time for you to free your African mind. Okay? However, freeing the mind requires steps to it. And the first step, let me just talk, tell you what the first step is. Here's my job as a teacher. Here's my job as a liberator. The first job or the first step that I have in freeing the minds of a people who have been misinformed is I have to understand what it is that has blocked my people from attaining freedom. Understand this, as the teacher, you as the student, you must understand what has blocked you from attaining freedom, free the dome, Free the dome. You have to understand what it is that has blocked you from experiencing that freedom. You have to understand what has blocked you from experiencing what it says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, which is, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The only way your mind can be renewed, brothers and sisters, is you have to learn how to think. Okay, as long as you are regurgitating what you've been taught, you'll never experience the renewed mind. Understand how this goes. Understand how this goes. So you must understand what has blocked you from attaining 
freeing the dome or freedom from what blocks you from what attaining freedom, and then you must crush that obstruction. That's what I'm trying to do, brothers and sisters. Every time I stand behind this camera, every time I teach, whether it's virtually or in person, I'm trying to uh, crush the obstruction that has caused our people to be mentally dead in order to bring salvation or liberation, same word, in order to bring liberation to a people who have been miseducated, I, as the teacher, must first of all show you where and how you have been miseducated. In other words, I have to be a microscope. I have to be able to enable you to see what you normally would not see with the naked eye. I have to be able to disseminate the facts in such a way that it breaks forth the truth in your mind, in your spirit. I have to be able to present the truth to you in such a way that you can clearly see what the deceiver does not want you to see. I have to be your microscope. Only thing I ask, brothers and sisters, is that you don't act like them folk in that village and choose to break the microscope. Don't break the microscope. I'm just showing you the truth. That's all. Yes, brothers and sisters. I'm trying to get you to understand how religion becomes the truth. How? Religion becomes the truth because it's believed to be the truth. Did that make sense? Religion becomes the truth because you believe what you are told to be the truth. And that happens in three, th three ways. Number one, you receive what you hear. You receive what you see. You receive what you experience. Secondly, Okay, you refuse to analyze what you see, what you hear, and what you experience. You receive it, you refuse to analyze it, and thirdly, you accept it because you incorporate it into the very fiber of your life, and with conviction, you begin to pass it on to others as you grow older. The real tragedy here, brothers and sisters, is when we become entrenched in what we believe, not entrenched in what you know, but entrenched in what you believe. And then when someone comes along with knowledge instead of belief, you have a fit. You have a fit because you did not exercise your critical thinking faculty in the first place. I've come along, I, you know, I, I've taught people the truth and I've had people say to me, well, well, I hear what you're saying, but how you know that's the truth? How you know that's right? And then I asked them, did you ask that when you were taught, okay, uh, that Jesus walked on water, the way you taught that? Did you ask that question then? Okay, did you ask that question when you were taught that he took two fish and five loaves of bread and fed 5,000 men, not counting women and children? 
Okay, which means he must have said closer to 15,000 if it had actually happened. Did you ask that question then? Did you ask, was that true? Did you ask uh, did, with the, when he was born of a virgin and born in a manger and a stable? Okay, did you ask, that, was that true? Did, did you ask, did three wise men actually follow a star? Okay, from the east, a star from the east? And they traveled over 3,000 miles in a couple of days on camelback. Did you ask if that was true then? Understand what I'm saying here, y'all. We believed what we were taught to believe. Did you, did you ask if it was true that Jonah got followed, swallowed by a fish, but yet you preach it? Did you verify to see if it was true or not, whether the three Hebrew boys was in a fiery furnace? Did you stop to verify that, but yet you preach it? Okay. Did you stop to verify if, if Elijah was taken up in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, what is it, a fiery wheel? Okay. Did you, did you stop to verify any of that? Did you stop to verify if God really destroyed the earth with a flood? Okay, and Noah and his three sons repopulated the planet. Did you stop to verify that? Or did you believe it simply because you read it in the book that they gave you to believe in? Understand how this goes, y'all. Don't break the microscope. Don't get upset with me. Okay, I'm trying to make you think. Because if I can get you to think... I've done my job. You see, the real tragedy, y'all, is when we become entrenched in a belief, and that belief is not based in fact, but it's based in ideas and opinions, and we close our minds to anything outside of what we think we already know, what we think we already know. Listen to what I listen to this carefully. The act of psycho intellectually blinding someone, psycho intellectually blinding someone, is bestowing lies upon them and then making them live and teach those lies to future generations. And that's exactly what is happening in religion. Most of my brothers and sisters who are preachers and teachers, okay, you are preaching what was preached to you. You are teaching what was taught to you, okay, and you have not stopped to validate or verify if what was taught to you was true. So guess what? You, just like I did for well over several decades, just like I did, you're bestowing lies upon people, okay? And then making the people live and teach those lies to others, future generations. Even right now, this day is I'm teaching you. There are pastors and churches all over the world teaching the very lies that they were taught. And they're teaching it with conviction. Understand this. Again, the Bible says in John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But there's, it's not quite accurate. 
Because the truth doesn't make you free. It's the knowledge of the truth that makes you free. So you have to understand that verse in this context when it says, and you shall know the truth. It didn't say, and you shall believe the truth. Okay? It says, and you shall know the truth. And it's this knowing that will make you free, brothers and sisters, when it comes to things that pertain to our spirituality, things that pertain to God, the major stronghold that prevents our liberation and empowerment is something called religion. And in order to falsify the consciousness of a person a pe or a people, you must first manipulate their story. You got to manipulate manipulate their history. And to manipulate a people's history is to manipulate a people's consciousness. And to manipulate a people's consciousness is to manipulate a people's possibilities. And to manipulate a people's possibilities is to, manip to manipulate those people's power. And that's what Eurocentric uh, historiography has done to us, y'all. You have to understand the purpose, the function of Eurocentric writing and historiography. The principal function of Eurocentric historiography is to separate us Africans, is to separate us from the reality of ourselves, who we are, what we are. The principal function of Eurocentric historiography and writing and literature is to separate us from the reality of the world, to separate us from the reality of our story, and to separate us from the ramifications and power of knowing our story. But understand, y'all, understand, the most powerful psychopathology and I'm speaking now as a therapist, as a psychotherapist, the most powerful psychopathology is the belief in something simply because you want it to exist. My job, my assignment as the microscope is to show you what you have not seen. Just like those villagers didn't see the ugly bacteria in the water that they thought was holy. Just like those villagers did not see the viruses in the water that they thought was pure and holy. And they could not bear the truth of knowing that these contaminants was in the water that they were drinking for healing their bodies. They couldn't bear the truth of knowing that this dream that they thought was God is not what we thought it was. They couldn't bear the truth because of what they have now come to know as a result of looking through this microscope. So what did they do? They shattered the microscope. They broke the microscope. I know that's what some of y'all want to do, okay? Because you say you can't handle what I'm saying is too hard for you to bear, brothers and sisters. Surgery is painful. Understand that. That's why they have to put you to sleep to operate on you. Okay? They have to put you to sleep. Even local anesthesia sometimes doesn't work. Depends on what kind of surgery it is. They have to put you to sleep to work on you. Okay? Well, y'all been sleep. You've been sleep. 
I'm working on you. Now I'm bringing you up out of that sleep. And my job is to free your African mind. Yes, doggone it, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to free your mind, man. And you know what the good thing about it is? Once you hear what I've said, doggone it, you cannot unhear what I've said. I've had people say to me, man, when I first heard you, I even, even the chef, my brother in, in Charleston said, I rebuked you, man. I, man, I went on a war path for rebuking you. But the thing about it is you can't unhear the truth, okay? You might try to get rid of it. You might try to dispel it from your mind. But once you hear the truth, you cannot get rid of it. Understand it. And brothers and sisters, I'm trying to free you from the lies that you have been taught to want to exist. I'm trying to free you from the misconceptions that you have been programmed to want to exist. Okay, I'm trying to free your mind. You have to ask yourself, why? Ask yourself, why do you want Adam and Eve to have, to have existed? Why do you want them to have existed? Ask yourself, why do you want for Moses to have existed? Think with me. Why do you want or even need for David to have existed? Why do you want or need for Jesus to have existed? Uh, I just hit a nerve for some of y'all. I can hear some of y'all saying, oh, no, wait a minute, you done messed up down. You done messed up. Yeah, same, still another character in sacred literature. Why do you have a need for Paul to have existed? Why? Why, brothers and sisters? And the reason why I'm asking why is because none of these characters None of these characters are part of our African story. None of them. So why African people? Why my brothers and sisters who are sons and daughters and, and descendants of our motherland, why do you need for these people who are not a part of our African cosmogony or are not, they're not a part of our African philosophical anthropology? They're not a part of it. So why do we African people want for these Eurocentric fabrications to have existed? Why? Think, doggone it. I'll tell you why. We want for them to exist. In fact, we need for them to exist so that we will have some sense of an explanation about who and what we are. Did you get what I just said? I know what I'm saying is right. You know how I can say that? Because there are too many of you out there who are claiming that you are a descendant of Shem, claiming that you are Hebrew or an Israelite. There are too many of you, of you out there claiming that you are a descendant of Japheth, claiming that you are a Jew, okay, or an Arab or a Muslim. There are too many of you out there who are claiming to be descendants of Misraim and Foot, Libya. Yes. Okay, understand that these are biblical characters. And you're claiming that you're an African, 
after uh who who was the son? Who is it? Um Noah's son uh that, that black folks supposedly came from. Ham. Ham. So you got black folk claiming that they're Hamites or Hamitic or Camitic. Because you say, you know, because one of one of Ham's sons is Misraim or Egypt. That's what Misraim means, Egypt. So you think that you came from what the Bible says you came from. See, you, you, you know, it's so sad, brothers and sisters. We want these fictitious people to exist because we need to believe who the Bible says we are because who and what we are have been lost to us. We've been so deracinated, meaning we've been cut off from the root of the awareness of ourselves. And because you don't know who you are, you look to the literature that they gave us to find an identity for yourself. And that's why you're calling yourself something you are not. Brothers and sisters, we must understand what happened to us. I'm talking to my brothers and sisters now who are practicing the religion of the Roman Catholic Church. We must understand what has happened to us. We must understand what happened to us, how it happened to us. We must understand how our mind was stolen from us and how we were given another mind to believe in. We must understand how another standard was set for us, which is not our standard, but a standard of an invader who gained the trust of our people by intermarrying into African nations. And most of this intermarriage took place between European men and African women. And once marriage took place and the mulattoes were born, the mulattoes did not know whose side they were on. So they usually took the side of the fathers. And this gave Europeans more influence in the, in the African nationalities and the structures of the African families. And consequently, must have, much of our history and culture have been destroyed because the invaders came in and messed us up. But God always sends a prophet, a messenger. And believe me, I'm not claiming to be a prophet. Okay? I don't claim, I don't make such claims. I don't claim to be a prophet. I don't claim to be an apostle. I don't claim to be uh, in any of those things. Okay? Because personally, I believe that... Uh, there's no need for those positions, but that's a whole nother discussion in and of itself. You see, an, an apostle is one who lays or establishes the foundation, okay? And if you're, if you're establishing a foundation, all right, then an apostle would be needed. A prophet is one who is a mouthpiece, Okay, for someone else. So when you say a prophet of God, a prophet of God is a person who be is a mouthpiece, just like a mouthpiece on a saxophone or a trumpet or or tuba. The mouthpiece cannot make a sound on its own. 
okay? The mouthpiece simply becomes the instrument or the voice of God saying exactly what God said, exactly how God said it, okay? That's what happened back in times past. Now, you don't need that. You know why? Because you have the Spirit of God in you. You can hear the voice of God just like anybody else can hear the voice of God, all right? It's just a matter of will you allow yourself to hear the voice of God? That's the key here, all right? Will you allow yourself to hear the voice of God in you? If you would learn how to still yourself, quiet yourself, and hear what's happening in your spirit, then you will be able to hear the voice of God because that's where the Most High, the Almighty, the Creator, God, whatever term you want to use, that's where God communicates with us in our spirit, not through the programming of religious indoctrination, brothers and sisters. Okay, let me try to close this, man. What is our remedy? What is our solution? I don't like to end a message without providing a remedy for our predicament. Okay, you may want to write these down. The first thing that we must do, brothers and sisters, before we can experience a remedy, okay, from our predicament here or a solution, is we must admit that we have been programmed. That's the first thing you got to do. And I know that's hard for many of you to do because it's hard, you know, many of our people are not willing to undergo the first requirement necessary in eliminating the syndrome of ignorance. And that is to admit that we've been programmed by Europeans to respond in a self-destructive manner. You don't realize that you have been programmed the way you have. So therefore, it's hard for you to admit to being programmed. Okay. We seem to feel that it would be uh, an insult to admit that we've been lied to. We seem to admit that, you know, God wouldn't let us be deceived like we've been deceived. Well, this is precisely what happened to us, brothers and sisters. We were misled. The greatest deception in history was executed on the African people. And we must admit that this happened. We got to admit that this happened, okay, in order for us to move forward and ensure that it doesn't continue, we have to admit that it happened. It's important to understand why and how this happened to us and attempt to recondition our minds and the minds of our children to rescue our future. We need to return to our values of self-love, our values of self-appreciation, our values of appreciation for our family, our African values, oh my goodness, for unity. We must learn to love ourselves, family. Without being able to love ourselves, we can't love anyone else. Understand this. Once love of self has been achieved, this love can be generated to our family and the community and we'll stop killing each other. But at the present time, there is a deficiency in the area of self-love for ourselves as African people. You've been taught that to love yourself is to hate white folk. You've been taught that. And that's why a lot of y'all even having a problem expressing self-love. 
because when you talk about loving yourself, they interpret that as hatred toward others. Ain't nobody hating nobody else because we love in ourselves. Understand this, man. We have to, we have to we we've lost touch with ourselves, man. Okay, we don't know who or what we have become. A wrong sense of who we are as a people. Oh my goodness, is is what messed up our self-esteem. All that's got to be corrected. If we could have a strong sense of self, that would help to cultivate who we are as a family and as a collective. Out of a sense of self, out of a sense of family and community, the concept of unity would would be empowered among us as a people, and we'll come together. Like we sing in our fun song every, every Sunday, the African in you loves the African in me. Yes. African in you loves the African in me, man. When we come together, ain't nothing we can't do. The African in me loves the African in you. When we come together, there ain't nothing we can't do. Did you get that? That's unity. We sing it every week. But we've been allowing what's going on in our heads and our intellect, our division that's been programmed into us. We allowed it to keep us divided over idiosyncrasies and foolish, stupid stuff, childish stuff. Come on, people, we got work to do. Let us come together in empowerment and in unity. Yes, okay, let me get ready to bring this to an end. It's a wonderful thing, brothers and sisters, to know who you are. It's a wonderful thing, man, to live in that power of who you are. It's another thing to look at yourself and realize what you are. Learn to look in the mirror and talk to yourself and raise your consciousness. Walk in your power. Walk in your power. This week, I received uh, uh, email responses from from four people thanking me, okay, for for being able to go into their job, walking in their power, letting them know that they will be accepting their affidavit for exemption. Because they had all wrote to me, the people in their job told them they couldn't accept the affidavit. Brothers and sisters, stop allowing people to tell you what you cannot do. Stop it. Okay, your word is power. Your word is power. You remember that phrase that they put out teaching our children how to refuse drugs? Just say no. Just say no. Real simple phrase, because they knew that that possessed power. Don't allow influence who operate, organizations who are operating in ignorance to influence your power. Don't allow people who are operating in ignorance 
whether it's your supervisor, your HR, director of HR, whatever, who are operating in ignorance because that's what they've been told to influence your power. Don't let them take your power from you. Hold your head up high and stand tall on the truth. And that's all an affidavit is. It's a statement of truth. It's a sworn statement. That's why it's notarized. And it has to be accepted as law or accepted as truth unless it can be proven otherwise. That's the power of an affidavit. Any notary public can tell you that. Okay? So brothers and sisters, learn how to walk in your power. I'm going to set, I'm going to save as many lives as I can. I'm going to rescue and free as many minds as I can. Doggone right. I'm going to be the microscope. Like it or not, I'm going to be the microscope to free the minds of people who have bacteria. The virus of false information in your psychoviscera, in your spirit. I got to purge you from that. I got to get that out of you. I got to give you a spiritual laxative. Yes, I got work to do. I got work to do. And while I'm on that note, I want to say thank you to those of you family members who have helping, been helping me do my work. <laughs>